What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 93. As always, on my left here, I've got Dan the Rally Rodriguez. And special episode this week, a very special guest. And I want to make sure that we do a level of introduction that is appropriate for the guest we have today, right? I mean, it, it takes so, a lot of work. It, it took a lot of work. Yeah. I, I had to script it, 100%. you know. I, I started listening to a lot more hip-hop so I could get my rhyming game <laughs> you know, in line. Uh, I just want to make sure I could have some wordplay going on, you know. And so, you know, got to put that passion out there. Because I, I wanted to briefly say that the passion, you know, that th this gentleman has for what he does and his site and community is admirable. Um, you can see it, it reflects in the work, and it's one of the aspects that really made me kind of touch base with these guys and identify with them because there's a lot of people out there, as we all know, and a lot of sites, a lot of influencers, whatever word you want to use, that want the recognition, but they don't want to put in the work. And uh, I don't have patience for that, and I don't think these guys do either. So it's nice to see someone that uh, we collaborate with um, that can show them how it's done. And so, with that in mind, it's my pleasure to welcome to the BitCast for the first time, and long overdue, the leader of the realm. The head of the round table. The cog that keeps LordsofGaming.net spinning. The gaming ninja. My Sega <laughs> brother from another mother. Who speaks the last word on looter shooters. <laughs> And another who defines being a seasoned gamer. One of our favorite collaborators. The Iron Lord himself, Cognito. Welcome. What's up, man? Woo! Oh, I got the dual intro. Oh, man. <laughs> this is, this is crazy. Man. Oh, man. You, you, you know, gotta have a tear, man. Make a brother shed yeah, a tear. Yeah, we had here, to step man. it up. That's the, that's the benefit of being side by side. You know, we can kind of collaborate <laughs> on it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little shocked Dude. that we hit that on the first time. So, Me yeah. too. I thought that was going to be like take eight. <laughs> first of all, the intro so welcome much to the show, man. Great to have you. Thank you. Great As to I be said, here. As I said, long overdue. Um, so long, for those of you, I, I'm sure all of our audience knows Cog, um, head of the Iron Lords podcast, lordsofgaming.net. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to be on their show last year. I actually went back, Hog, and it was last May. Can you believe it's almost been a year wow. already? Wow. Wow, it's been a year. I can't even believe that. Wow. No, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And so crazy. Uh, on the show in May, I met Cog and King and Addict and the guys and uh, met up with them at E3 last year in person for the first yes. time and just had a great time. And, um, you know, just really looking forward to uh, this E3 because it's going to be ridiculous. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, can't can't wait. So, can't with wait, that in man. mind, uh, I wanted to have the pleasure of going through your gaming history um, because I think that's always important to do, uh, especially when we have guests on the show who have a long gaming history like we do. Um, mm -hmm. So let's start from the beginning, man. So, sure. what did you begin with? What was the first kind of gaming experience you had that you know you remember? Mm -hmm. I think for me, it all it all started with my dad, and um, it was kind of my mom and dad were separated, but mom was kind of like very religious, and then my dad was like, whenever he would have time with me, you know, he'd be like, "Let me show you what's going on with you know video games, what other kids are supposed to be doing." Nice, <laughs> nice. So um, you know, he I definitely got to give credit to to to, to Papa Cognito 
because um, he was the first to actually take me to the arcades. He was the first to have a home console, which was the ColecoVision. So nice. um, he ha he had everything, man. And I remember playing like you know, obviously the, the classics, the Donkey Kongs and stuff like that, and the uh, Burger Times, and you know. Oh, um, but he he also had like like unique games. He had this game called Gateway to Asphalt. It was like a dungeon explorer, and I, I just these amazing games, and they were very complex. And if you remember the ColecoVision back then, I mean, the, the controller looked like a phone, and it had like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like nine buttons. So like you had to memorize these different commands and numbers and stuff to to actually play that game so we stuck with that for a while and then as i you know the, the the first memories as far as gaming is definitely taking me to the arcades and i believe that's when my love and passion for sega really started because they dominated the arcades at least in the area i was from you know it, it, in new york it was you know it was the hang on i never forget seeing oh, that yeah. the, the, the the bicycle controller, that the, the the sound system, that you know, that doom 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 doom, <laughs> like I, I was just blown away. Like, what is this? And -da 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 -da. you know, you play it. I, I remember that game like was the back of my oh, yeah. head, man. So, yeah, I used to spend so many quarters in that, and then that elevated obviously to to Shinobi, which is what my namesake oh, yeah. is kind of from. And um, I'll never forget, you know, I've told the story at ILP a bunch of times. There was like a local kid in my area who was just so good at the game. And I was just in awe of him. He would one quarter and he would go through the entire game. And if you remember, like Shinobi Arcade was extremely hard. Like there was times yeah, you had to use Ninja Magic and he was just so good. And I just said to myself as a kid, like one day I'm going to own this game and one day I'm going to be as good as him. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's kind of where it started. It just like elevated from there. And then the, uh, as far as console, my first console, my mom kind of came around. She started to see my passion with, with video Good. games. And then, you know, the first console I got was the Sega Master System. And, um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, that system was it, man. I had the the the, the cards, the My Hero, oh, and yeah. the, My uh, Hero, yes, the, the My Hero, oh yeah, <laughs> endless, yeah, endless, endless hard, difficult game. And uh, oh, um, yeah. I remember, shout out. Uh, once I got it, I, I, you know, Solve. I went to school with Solve. We were in like we were together in school since like the third grade. Okay. So I remember, and he saw it. He was amazed. So he's like, you know, he was debating what console he should get first. And the NES was popular, but he did enjoy the Mass System, so he ended up getting like this amazing deal with a uh, Double Dragon for the Mass System oh, yeah. free it, when he it got it. It was the better and version. It was it was the yes, cuz yeah, it was the better <laughs> version. It had two player co-op unlike That's the right. NES version. And, oh, man, me and Saul would play that thing for hours. And that's kind of, again, that's just where the Sega stuff developed. I eventually get, ended up getting an NES and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it definitely started with Sega as a foundation, moved on to Nintendo. And then, you know, King, King had everything. So King was <laughs> my, you know, I, I, basically he was my test bed before I would purchase. So he would get the Japanese import of the Super Nintendo and, you oh, know, okay. and, and all these other, yeah, systems. And I remember I had the Genesis because I stayed along my, my Sega lines, but I'll never forget the day he, he had the uh, the SCNES because um, he's like, yo, you got to come over. So I'm like, all right. So me, me and Saul, we go. And I'll never forget, bro. He had Pilot Wings and F-Zero is what did it for me. Oh, yeah. Because I saw Mode 7 and 3D scaling for the first time and Ains. I was like, Genesis ain't doing that. <laughs> like, it's true. You felt it's it. true. You, oh, man. you felt true. it. You felt the level of graphical fidelity, and you're just like, wow. Like, 
games are changing. Like this is, I mean, Sega had the the blast processing, the fast, <laughs> the great music and stuff. But it, but even Nintendo sound chip and, and Mode Seven, like those were revolutionary. So that blew my mind. I, I went back home to my Genesis. I'm like, we gotta have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that, those are the early days, man. Just the arcades, getting the new systems when they come out, you know, and then you know, getting King's hand me downs when he was finishing for a cheap price. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we did it, man. We just rocked on out all the way through, man. God, man. F Zero, it's funny you mentioned that because that and Pilot Wings were for me, too. Because I used to, back then, my mom would allow me every weekend to rent one game from Blockbuster. Nice. You know what I mean? Nice. And that would be my game for that weekend. And I remember uh, I had Genesis, same thing as you, and I rented a mm -hmm. Super Nintendo. Remember, you could rent the consoles? Yes. And I rented a yes. Super Nintendo with Mario World and F Zero. Mm. Between F-Zero's, the, the Mode 7, like you said, and if you remember in Mario World, the first mm -hmm. time you went into a cavern, the mm -hmm. sound, when you, everything, all the sound you did echoed. And it yes. was the first time I had ever experienced a game where sound echoed. And yes. it sounds stupid today, right? But at the time, I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. It oh. sounds like you're actually in a cave. Revolutionary, and yeah, oh, yeah. Super and, Nintendo and so I told my mom the same thing. I was like, "Oh man, I uh, I kind of need a Super <laughs> Nintendo." <You know? laughs> that, that's when you realized at the time you had to have both consoles. You had to. Yeah, right. And we we realized that early on, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, my mm -hmm. brother would he got the Super Nintendo, yeah. and I had the mm -hmm. Genesis. Okay. So you know, mm -hmm. and then. The CD and then the 32X. Oh, whoa, you know, whoa, yeah, whoa! The thing was like whoa. a monster. I think it was awesome. Gosh, I miss that thing. It was like a Constructicon. Yeah, it was. It was so. <laughs> awesome. Oh, baby, let's go! <laughs> what was it? Gosh, it was the. It was that Star oh, Wars game, like the X-wing game for the 32X yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Oh my gosh, I played the hell out of that. That's game. worth money now. Did you still have it? No, of course not. Because I was a, like, a child. I was. I was like, yeah. What's the next thing? I go trade this in. You know. Yeah, we were stupid. <laughs> Back in the day, man. Cog, did you ever oh, play yeah. Venture? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I had, I had Venture game. I missed the most, and you know, I have you know the similar kind of background with with my dad, and he he. Uh, that was the game we kind of bonded over the first time, and nice that nice. and Zaxxon. Zaxxon. You know, oh, Zaxxon was so good. I, I still, yes. anytime I go to an old arcade, I still play it. You know, if it's there. Yeah. Remember, man, Bert had never, that's... Bert had never heard of Zaxxon. Yeah, this is. God, Are you serious? I swear, he th he man. thought we were wow. crazy. Zaxxon, yeah, Zaxxon kind of helped you with depth perception and like right, right, d yeah. diving and and you had to be very accurate the way you maneuvered that ship. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. very, so cool. Oh, there so there cool. was no room for error no. in those games, man. Nope. Oh yeah, was, none. Nope. Yeah, they weren't they weren't taking those internet complaints back then. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, that's awesome. oh yeah. That's oh, yeah. classic. Classics, man. So, yeah, man. So, um, mm -hmm. so from there, let's see. That's 16-bit era, right? And then we get into mm -hmm. place, original PlayStation. Did you get Were you still mm -hmm. gaming? Did you ever have a gap oh, yeah. in your gaming history? No, man. I was, I was pretty hardcore. I mean, for me, I mean, just to back you up a second, um, I did the 16-bit era. Now, I kind of, well, I remember the, the, the Genesis and the, and the CDs and all that stuff came out. Kind of stuck with it. But the 32-bit era, I was indecisive. I didn't know what to do. So at mm -hmm. the time, I, I fell victim to the 3DO. <laughs> oh, I had a 3DO. So I, I did too. Yeah, man. I, I'll you never know, forget, that, man. Remember, the, remember when they announced the M2 was going to come out and beat everything? Yes. 
I, I was just about to tell you that story because um, like, shout out to uh, King, me and him. We got, I forgot how we got it, but we got an invite from Trip Hawkins himself. Really? Trip wow. Hawkins was, I think it was, some, I think because the event for the M2 was happening in New York. And okay. somehow I got access to this email. I'm like, King, 3DO, M2, <laughs> we got to go. And I'll never forget it, man. I mean, we went there. And let's put it this way. That, that's what I realized at a young age, what a vertical slice was. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Dan, man, this thing looked, what they showed on screen looked better than Forza Horizon now. <laughs> like, it was, we were like, oh, my God, this is going to be crazy, 3DOs. You know, because at the end, they were, at that point, they were kind of losing steam. PlayStation yeah. was coming, you know. And um, we love the three. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Road Rash. I mean, I've shot. I've talked to Bill Stillwell at, at, at nauseum about this. One of the best Road Rashes I've ever played. Yep. At the time, Madden. Oh yes. Oh, Return Fire. Um, Crystal Dynamics had like two games that were outstanding. Total Eclipse, and it was another game. We also got Naughty Dog's early entry, Way of the Warrior, a Mortal That's Kombat right. ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> It was funny, but they had some good games. A lot of their, their titles were arcade perfect. They had an arcade uh, super perfect super uh, Super Street Fighter Turbo, yeah. and I loved the 3DO man. I really did. It just it was a shame it didn't take off the way it should. But um, yeah, so when M2 came around, you know, we were trying to see, you know, still stick with it, and it eventually did not come out. But um, yeah, then that transitioned us. Okay, what are we gonna do next? You know, and I looked at Sony, and at the time. The Sony connection for me was much stronger because I got I got to be honest, Dan. Like I kind of lost faith. I fell out with Sega around Saturn. Solve stayed loyal because yeah, he Solve was a two D guy, so he loved the Saturn. But okay. when I saw a PlayStation and that ele- you know the evolution to three D and Battle Arena Tashinden and <laughs> and you know all these amazing games, Jumping Flash, and what did it for me is was Tekken because Tekken is my favorite okay. fighting game of all time. So I remember seeing that in the arcade with, I believe, the Namco, the, the System 16 board, or whatever it was called. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is a cool game, you know, Combat Virtual Fighter. And getting that same exact experience at home on the PlayStation 1 with extras and sub-bosses and cinemas. And I'm like, I think that was the realization that the home console caught up to the arcade. And I'm yeah. like, okay, this is arcade perfect this is exactly what i played and that's when my love for uh, for sony really started and ridge racer and all that stuff so i i was there day one and king was there a year ahead with the japanese version (laughs) so i got a chance yeah 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 to play player that you had to remember the x and the circle button were reversed when you played those versions (laughs) that's it yeah yeah Yeah. i just remember reading about when playstation first came out in 94 in uh japan Mm -hmm. and it just took over you know, it, just, oh. it, it was like it was the impending, you know, wave coming to the U.S. Yes. And yes. Uh, the game yes. that did it for me on PS1 was Destruction Derby. Destruction I, I, Derby. I yes. freaking love that game, man. Just seeing all yes. the little uh, pieces of the car smash, you oh, know, yeah. was like revolutionary Sm- again. It was like I've never oh, seen anything yeah. like that. Oh, so. yeah. I forgot about that game. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Man, that was in, that was my first year of college when the PlayStation hit. and You're old. I know. <laughs> I remember. I remember going through when it came out. I had it pre-ordered. I had it ready to go. I was living in the dorms up in Iowa City, mm-hmm. and there, mm-hmm. you know, it was. I got it. Battle Rita Toshinden. 
Yeah, that was mm-hmm. it. Classic. And it was just yeah, it was just mm-hmm. I was just like this is nuts, man. Mm-hmm. And that that I mean that and that was probably the beginning of the like hardcore Dan mm-hmm. gamer. You okay. know what I mean? I mean I mm-hmm. loved everything before that and I loved playing and everything, but when that came out, I was mm-hmm. just like this is nuts. Goodbye, Sega CD. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of, Dad, I'm with you. I, I kind of betrayed Sega, dude. That t- PlayStation mm-hmm. had me, man. Yeah, yeah me, me too. Because if you remember, right, Saturn, Sega tried that sneaky thing by doing that May launch, and mm-hmm. and it just it landed flat as hell. Yeah. And then PlayStation came out in fall with a better lineup, better technology, and just wiped the floor with them. Mm. Wiped the floor. It wasn't even close, man. It wasn't even close. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, then we get into Dreamcast, which I loved, and I was there day one oh, on that. Yes, good old nine nine ninety nine. Oh yeah, nine nine ninety nine. Listen, man, you know, shout out to uh, Stinger and the guys from NLG. They they know my passion for Dream. Dreamcast was. <laughs> As a Sega kid, that was the last hurrah, but man, it was, it was. such a great last hurrah. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget, probably one of the greatest launch his, uh, launch lineups in history. You had um, yeah, also, you know, Shinmu at that time was revolutionary for its time when it came out. So Calibur was, was amazing. Cr- oh, Crazy Taxi. I love that game. Oh, man. <laughs> it was so oh, silly, but it looked phenomenal. Yeah, it played phenomenal. like the arcade. Soul Calibur, like you said, was a game changer. Yeah, Soul Calibur was a game changer. Um, the the and then let's remember that if you're a sports guy, the, you know the the two K oh, okay. series, right? Oh yeah, seeing those games were just those were the best sports games at, at the time, and it, it, it was just so. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, amazing man. That was the because it was visual concepts at the time, right? And, oh um, yeah. yeah, they were they, untouchable, yep. man. Untouchable, man. It, it just the graphical for that. We've never seen anything like that at that yeah. time. So I was completely blown away. They even had the little, um, it was a little gimmicky, but it was cool. The little, M, what is it? The MU, the VMU, the little unit <laughs> the you inside. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing and stuff like that. But so many good memories. I mean, it was definitely, and I'm, I'm a big Peter Moore fanboy. So, you know, to see him behind it, and obviously when he talked about it later when he went over to Xbox, you know, how much he loved that system as well. You know, yeah. and, and it, it kind of fueled him to go to Xbox because he said he wanted to beat PlayStation for what they did to his Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's so, one yeah, of the I few that'll that. speak openly and honestly about that yes. type of stuff. That that's why I love him. Peter Moore will always be my guy. Like I mean, he's the same guy through and through, and just to to chart his journey, EA and all that stuff, and, and then owning a damn you know the, 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 the sports team, and, you know, Prem- a Premier League team, yeah, Premier like, I mean, League, he's, man, he's, yeah, he's, man. he's up there, and he yeah, started in. Mm-hmm. You know, he started from pretty much nothing in England when he was young. He's one of those guys that just mm-hmm. accomplished it all. Yeah, so. man. Salute to Liverpool and those dudes. I got a chance to go out there. Met him one time, but it was a tremendous experience. Oh, that's great. Yeah, definitely yeah. one of the guys I'd like to meet sometime. Absolutely. So. Well, cool, man. So, uh, always fun talking about the old times. It's easy oh, to, yeah. you know, get so used to the new technology, you forget about it, how far we've come. Oh, um, yeah. Oh yeah, I think uh, I think actually, in my opinion, one of the problems we have today, we've gotten so spoiled with everything being instant and how much accessibility we have. You know, we'll we'll run mm-hmm. into like a little bug in a game, and we'll be like, "This game's goddamn broken! Yep. I should have paid." <laughs> it's like God, you don't know what we used to deal with. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you had no idea, man. No. What we doing things without any save states? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you're gonna beat that what? game in one session, or you're not gonna beat it. it. 
Oh, you not beating it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. Oh, the, I, I hear what you're saying completely. All right, so let's, uh, why don't we go ahead and get into some stuff there. Actually, it became a real good week to have you on because we got packs nice. coming, we got PS5 stuff, Ooh. we got E3 news, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. So, Ooh. we'll start this week. We always start with our weekly poll, and I thought this was appropriate given the conversation that we'll lead into the PS5 with. And that's mm-hmm. just hearing from our audience and our followers, mm-hmm. what's the most you're willing to spend on the PS5 and or Series X at launch? Mm-hmm. And I figured mm-hmm. our audience would be more hardcore on this. Um, I was a little surprised yeah. by the results. So, mm-hmm. surprisingly, I didn't expect this, but 17% said $399. Which thir- <laughs> That's huge. Which $399 is it's not happening. Yeah. going to tell you that. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> uh, uh, majority of people, 49%, said $499, which is, I think, probably representative of where most of the mass market is, I would think. Yes. Um, 16% said 5.99 and then you had the hardcore people like us probably that said we're buying them no matter what. Yeah, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny that once you get above 500 bucks, you've only got mm-hmm. 33% of people. A third of people are willing to spend more than 500, at least our audience. Right. Uh on right. launch console. So that can mm-hmm. really factor in here and I I know there's always been that 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 notion that if you go over 4.99 you're you're out of touch. Um, you guys right. still think that's true in today's market with the technology we're going to see in the Series X and PS5? Paul, I'll start with you. Um, yeah, it's a tough one because, you know, I'll be honest, you know, when the the Xbox One X launched, yeah. I initially thought 500 was a mistake. And oh, I was okay. just like, oh, man, it, yeah, I, I, damn, they need to come lower. They need to be aggressive. You know, I don't know if in this day and time, you know, people would buy a $500 console. And the Xbox One X did pretty well. You know, it did yeah. really well. They, they, they obviously advertised it well. But, you know, so that that definitely opened my eyes that maybe things are changing. You know, the, at the back of my mind, I'm always still going to remember the PS3 launch and the $600 kind of <laughs> fiasco. So that, that still looms on me. Um... I don't know, man. I mean, times have changed, but at the same time, it's like, I think it's going to have, I know we're going to talk about it. It's it's all going to be relative to what is actually shown, you know, and, and the software, you know, and, and getting people excited to, to, to buy it. And, you know, both companies seem to have different approaches. So my gut still says, no, you shouldn't do this, <laughs> you know, at 600, but we'll see. Maybe times have, have changed. Yeah. I mean, for 500 bucks. I mean that's that's the sweet spot, right? And I think that's what everybody's kind of expecting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that. I mean, three, I wish it was three ninety nine. <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, shout out to those seventeen percent. Um, <laughs> shout out to the seventeen percent. Yeah, <laughs> man. I mean, if, if that's what happens, you know, then no. fantastic Woo. for everybody. Um, but yeah, we know that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, well, as you said, you know, thirty three percent. Is you know it's six ninety nine or whatever it takes to get, mm-hmm. or five ninety nine. I'm sorry, six hundred. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like even me, yeah. I, if they're if they're gonna come out and like hit us with like a six hundred dollar price tag for both of them, right? You know, I'm right. That's a lot of money. Whew. It's a lot you know, of money. It, 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 I, I. It's tough for me because the way mm-hmm. Xbox is doing it, with mm-hmm. you know being able to play basically anything. That's going to be coming out for mm-hmm. the next year and a half, two years, whatever it is, they decide mm-hmm. on my current console. You know, mm-hmm. 
is that enough for me to jump over if it's going to be mm. priced at six hundred dollars? You know, is that extra hundred dollars right. going to do it for me? Probably right. not. I mean, really, in reality, I'm probably just going to buy the damn thing. But I was going to say, you know, you're going to buy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's just a matter. Yeah, of, you know, I'm probably going to buy it. Now, now, mm-hmm. if PlayStation comes out and they say, okay, well, ours is, you know, five hundred. If there's a discrepancy in prices, that's going to cause, you know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of Twitter issues. But <laughs> other than that, not <laughs> oh, a yeah. whole lot. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what they got. Um, but I know we're going to talk about this here in a little bit. So. Um, mm-hmm interesting numbers for sure <laughs> i really thought that it'd be you know more whatever it costs that's yeah me too. me too right you know but, right. but i think people are expecting that 499 i think that's what it is yeah i think so too mm-hmm. um and then so we'll move right into it right so we got a, a little i think those people may yeah. have got a little bit of a wake-up call this week when sony basically <laughs> came out and said that they're having trouble you know figuring out price um because let's be honest here the technology in these new new machines excuse me is more advanced and therefore, it's mm-hmm. leading to higher prices. And you've also got market realizations of competing manufacturers of products, right? Smartphones, mm-hmm. laptops, all those things that are trying to use this uh, memory. Uh, specifically, mm-hmm. they called out DRAM and NAND memory um, being very yes. sought after this year for manufacturers. And remember mm-hmm. that Samsung just came out last week and had their whole debut with their new phones. And so, you know, you're talking mm-hmm. about millions and millions of units that are going to be using this stuff. So. Oh, what yeah. came out is they oh, yeah. said they're looking at about the estimate is about four hundred and fifty dollars to manufacture the PS5, and so for context, you know, for people who don't follow this stuff, remember that's literally just manufacturing costs. That doesn't include getting it packaged, getting it shipped, the upmark for retail mm-hmm. stores, etc. So mm-hmm. even selling at five hundred, Sony's probably looking at a loss on every console yeah. sold, mm-hmm. um, and for Sony in particular. They can take that hit. Sony's not a poor company by any means, but right. they're not in the position to take a big hit as well as Xbox is for a number of reasons we'll right. probably get to as well. And so if you're Jim Ryan right now, I have to imagine you're sitting in a, in a very uncomfortable spot of saying mm-hmm. they may be in a spot right now where it's going to be five. We'll just guess it's 520 bucks to get a PS five on a shelf. Right. Mm-hmm. We know it's, less advanced than the Xbox One X or Series X, excuse right. me. Damn it, Xbox. Mm-hmm. Series <laughs> X. <laughs> and what the hell is going to happen if Microsoft comes out and says ours is 499? We have we're taking a loss on every unit and we have the inferior hardware. That's not a good place mm. to be in. Mm. This is true. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I I don't This is where I think me and you will disagree. Okay. I don't think that the hardware is going to be as big of a gap as say what the X is and say what a PlayStation is. Yeah, we is. talked about that a little right. before, right? So I don't Ooh, think that's okay, going to okay. matter as much. because um, we And we've talked about this before, too. You know, what, what sells these consoles is, you know, is, is the services, the software. That's where yeah. Xbox is, True. you know, pushing it. It's not the exclusive mm-hmm. games. I never thought that mm-hmm. ever. Because, you know, you look at, you know, like I said, Spider-Man sold 30 million copies. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's 12% of what actually, you know, how many PlayStations are out there. So 100 right. whatever million. So it's to me, if they come out in in in, in the hardware, it's got to be such a big gap between the two mm-hmm. of them. You know, if if this one's running, if they're both running at four K sixty, you know, right. which I'm guessing they do, because mm-hmm. that's probably the target now. Then right. I really don't care if it's like a three second load time difference, or if it's right. you know, if I'm a normal person that's you know just 
going to go out and buy a console. No, no. Well, you, we you talked about that. Mass market is different, right? It's right. more about that's, perception right, right. among the hardcore gamers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I think it's, I mean, but the, the hardcore gamers will perceive is like, oh, you know, you'll have Xbox guys saying, well, their software, their hardware is inferior, but they're still selling at this. They're going to, it's, it's not going to matter because they'll probably still outsell the Xbox mm-hmm. if they're the same price, I'm guessing. Because right. you do have to ecosystem. have, just do the ecosystem, do the, yeah. the, the install base already. You know, you know, mm-hmm. due to the fact that you can't p- potentially, you won't be able to have, you know, like those games will be coming out specifically for the first party for PlayStation mm-hmm. 5, you know, like uh, whatever, like say The Last of Us 3 or something, you know, you'll mm-hmm. be able to play that on PlayStation 5, you won't be able to play that on the PlayStation 4. Whereas like Halo Infinite, you can play it on, you know, the Xbox One right. X, the Series X, you know, so that's... I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. I think the ecosystem is already developed and the, the infrastructure is already there. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever happens, I don't think... If I'm a guy that's going to buy one of these things and the hardware difference mm-hmm. isn't that big of a difference, then I'm going to go with the mm-hmm. cheapest one. You know, and if they're the right. same, I'm going to go with the ecosystem that I've already been... Right. You know, so your, been your, your point really is that it's going to come down to what you're more comfortable with as a player, assuming the price is equal. Yeah, if it's all equal, then yeah. Right. I mean, it, it, I don't think the, the hardware is going to... Yeah, as, really... especially knowing mm-hmm. that devices and games are going to carry over, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Coke? Man, this is this was definitely a, a big news week when this dropped. Um, didn't I didn't see this coming. Um, and it makes sense because I know, I, you know, as a smartphone guy, I'm a, I'm a Samsung guy. I'm going to be getting the S20. You know, they got three okay. bottles out. So it makes sense that there's going to be these DRAM, these um, NAND memory issues, and that is going to affect consoles. Um, you know, as far as, like you said, you made a great point, Ains. You know, people are throwing the 450 number around, but like you said, that's just to manufacture. We're not yeah. talking about the packaging or anything else. So, you know, the question then, it puts Sony in a unique position because, you know, the question becomes, we've seen the success of the PlayStation 4. We've seen, you know, how much they were able to um, undercut uh, Microsoft and then also still make profit, Right. They undercut yeah. them at the overall price, but they still profited. So that's one. Um, another thing that we know benefited the um, last generation was the fact that, you know, they were the more powerful system, right? So you had uh, Xbox One, what was $500 less powerful, whereas Sony had $400. It was the perfect storm. I mean, and then we all yeah. know about the infamous marketing. This is how you trade games. <laughs> I mean, it was the perfect storm for Sony. They, they, everything went great. This is different. You know, the question internally is going to become... You know, are they willing to, you know, take a loss on hardware, right, and go all out on services or say, hey, there's this part of them inside, you know, shareholders inside to say, hey, we may, need to, we may need to make a profit, you know, and keep that $500 price point. And if that's the case, then I say that's advantage Microsoft because then Microsoft can say, boom, we match you at five. And now we kind of have a role reversal because, you know, theoretically, they would be the more powerful system at, at the same price. And then coupled with the fact that, you know, who knows how they're going to market Game Pass? Is it going to be, you know, something that's going to be a pack-in as far as a month to three months? Because to me, mm-hmm. that's very attractive. As yeah, a new you, can, console you can play Halo or, Infinite and Forza 8 on bro, day one at no extra cost. On right. day, that's that's, like, that's the my, key, right? Yeah. It's going to be Game Pass. That's, yeah. That's the key, because like to me, right. if Microsoft does this correctly, even if they, I even said to myself, even if it is 600, let's just say we look at the manufacturing cost for the Xbox Series X, and it's, you know, 520 or whatever it may be, right? And they say, hey, 
we go, we're going to do 600. I even said to myself, 600 for them is fine if, I mean, I, I would prefer them five, but 600 is fine if they can market and say, hey, one, you get it with Game Pass, you have all these games at launch. That's an attractive deal. You essentially buy the system without having to buy a game if they give you a month to three months. Then we all know that they're still going to do the Lockhart approach, right, uh, yeah. on the lower end. So they, they're okay. They have the flexibility, I feel, to kind of go where they want. And it's going to be, that's why I think you see the trepidation with Sony saying, hey, let's wait, right? Let's see what Microsoft's going to do at E3. Let's let's pay attention then. And because we don't want to jump out the window, you know, and say our price now. <laughs> and then these guys back, you know, it, it's, it's, this is one of the f- most fun cat and mouse Games uh-huh. I've seen, you know, in a while, and I'm just excited. Is I, I want to see how this thing plays out because at the end of the day, let's be real. This benefits us as a consumer. This, this, oh, of course. this internal, and, and I'm, this and I'm buying them both anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So I just like, I just like watching it unfold. Oh, it's great! It's great! Yeah, man. This is this is it. I, I'm 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 curious to know if how Sony's mindset is when it comes to profit. Are they willing to take you know the loss, hard take a hardware the loss? And then go hard on you know subscription services. We know Jim Ryan <laughs> definitely wants to get that. And as you know, I know we're going to talk about you know the the active user thing. That's the elephant in the room, right? That's the new the thing that a lot of I think a lot of um, PlayStation fans were surprised, you know, when they they actually saw that because I know uh, Microsoft kind of been touting that a lot a little bit more publicly. And I think this is the first time I've seen Sony tout active users. So yeah, that's what I feel on that. Yeah, point. and so. I think the Game Pass point is important, right. um, very important, mm-hmm. and because I actually, uh, you know, Benji Sales, he's one of the analysts right. on Twitter that oh, yeah. we all know and talk to, and I posted a comment mm-hmm. to him yesterday that he liked, and, and I, I made the comparison of what people, some people are missing, I know guys like us kind of get this approach, right, is that Microsoft mm-hmm. has set themselves up very, very well here, um, yeah. and because the Xbox One kind of took the failure to set them mm-hmm. up to where they are now. This is a long game for them. And mm-hmm. the pieces are coming together. And what I mean by that is if you look at the revenue for Microsoft or Xbox, excuse me, not Microsoft mm-hmm. cuz that'll take all day. Xbox. <clears throat> their revenue comes from accessories and services and then mm-hmm. software, right? Yes. Whereas PlayStation comes from software primarily and then services mm-hmm. second fold, right? Mm-hmm. And why that matters so much here at launch Mm -hmm. is sony Mm -hmm. has to at least think we're not going to be as successful out of the gate as the ps4 was because as cog just said that was a perfect storm those opportunities to pounce on your competition and dominate them that's not going to happen again and so microsoft comes in um or i keep saying microsoft but xbox comes in with the capability of being able to take more of a loss on the console in Mm -hmm. my opinion because mm-hmm. they can get people into those services and their money is coming from those services, whereas PlayStation right. is more invested in needing to sell software and they can't right. take that same type of hit as right. Microsoft can. A lot of people point to mm-hmm. Microsoft being a trillion dollar company, and but mm-hmm. while I think that's obviously a, a point, obviously worth mentioning, mm-hmm. there's still not a lot of big companies, I don't care how much money you have, there's not a lot of executives <laughs> that wanna hear, hey, we're gonna take a $500 million loss here. Right. Um, it's more Hello. about if you get people into the ecosystem on the Xbox side, they have they're set up better to make more revenue because of services than Sony is at right. least today. 
Right. But now, I, what I would it take, really? I mean, to just say, okay, well, here's PS Now. We're going to bundle it just like yep. Ultimate is doing. You can download mm-hmm. games day one. I, it, there can't be a whole lot of infrastructure behind that because they already have PS Now, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not, it's all right, you know, I'm not saying it's terrible, but it's, it's all right, yeah. you know, but once, if, if they were to come out and say that, I mean, immediately you're going to have a ton of people going, oh, 15 bucks a month and I get, you know, games day one, first party games released, day one on this, you know, can they do that, you know, As within this, between now and say November whenever they release it, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, how how much infrastructure is needed to, you know, build, you know, right? And would that be successful for them at this point? You know, not 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 right. even at launch. You know, yeah. Because you, mm-hmm. you like Microsoft is doing. They've been doing this for the last yeah. Few they, years. Like I said, they've set yeah. themselves up for this. Right. right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now, how, how how long would it take? I mean, just this. I'm asking you guys. I mean, I don't think it would take much mm-hmm. to just flip a switch. I, and go, hey, here you go. We got this now. You can download these games anyway. The network engineers right now are screaming. <laughs> Switch. They're cringing at us. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. I agree. I mean, obviously, so we don't I, think it would be too difficult. Go ahead, Carl. But I, I mean, the, the philosophy to me, they've seem hesitant when it comes to the first yes. party day and day. Even with what they currently have right now at PS Now, you know, they had God of War in there for a limited time. Right, an older right. game for a limit, the first party exclusives. I, I think that seems to be where the philosophy. I mean, they've even I, I forgot who it was. Don't quote me, but made a statement like they still value, you know, the exclusivity of of, of first party. Yes. you mm-hmm. know, to themselves and not necessarily day and date, which is a complete opposite from Microsoft. Microsoft was saying, hey, our first party, you know, is going to be in there. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know if they're willing. To, I, I don't think it's an issue as a, of a, from a technical standpoint. If they can do it, I'm pretty confident they can do it. But it's from from a philosophy standpoint, they have not shown me yet that they're willing to be that aggressive. To me, it's the same wait-and-see approach. Just everything from them I get is wait-and-see. Let's see how this goes. We almost dip our toe in the water first, see what how much success we get with it, then we get advanced a little further. Whereas Microsoft is extremely aggressive for the past two years. Hey, day and day, mm-hmm. this comes out bleeding edge. Like, I almost felt like I was cheating when I got out of worlds, <laughs> you know. No kidding. Day. I'm like, and, this, and Gears yeah, 5. Gears, like it, it felt like I'm getting away with something, <laughs> like, like, as a gamer, you know. So it, it's interesting, man. I, I, time will tell if they 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 change philosophy on that. Sounds like a Jim Ryan problem. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. More this of a is Jim Ryan's making ten million a year, yeah. right? Yep. Um, you gotta make these decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, and, and you guys kind of touched on it, but the last thing we're going to touch on here is Sony CEO, and and there seems to be some confusion here. So Jim Ryan's the CEO of PlayStation, right. division of Sony. Kinichiro, I'm probably saying that wrong, Yoshida is the CEO of Sony, and so he's the parent company, obviously, right? The Nadella mm-hmm. to Phil Spencer. Um, but mm-hmm. Yoshida came out and said PlayStation should be judged by the number of active users, not the number of mm-hmm. units sold. And I think that took people aback who don't, again, it shouldn't, because no. <laughs> that's where gaming is heading. But some people are still mm-hmm. stuck in this antiquated mindset of, it's number consoles of consoles sold. mean everything, Ains. It's all about console sales. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's hard, right? Because it feels like you're banging your head against a wall. Like this is if you know anything about business, and, and all of these people saying it's console sold will log into Netflix and watch a goddamn show tonight. Yep. Yep. Preach, preach. It, it's just yeah. they don't get it. 
Um, so it was refreshing mm-hmm. almost to see Sony CEO mm-hmm. say this. Yeah. Um, because Absolutely. it's just, that's the way it is. That's the way it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's good, right? Because we know, uh, no matter yeah. what the, the idiot, the, the hashtag Twitter guys, yeah, Twitter guys. gotta call them out. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what they say, Sony, Sony knows what the long game is. They yeah. see it, right? Facts. They're not blind. Mm-hmm. They're just not mm-hmm. structured, as we've talked about. They don't have the infrastructure today to match mm-hmm. what Microsoft has already done. And that's why they're making moves like signing the deal for Azure because mm-hmm. long term they know they have to get there. And I think they will. Exactly. I don't think PlayStation's in trouble by any stretch of the imagination. Right. No. Um, but it's just it's the environment's changing and I, I think it's fun yes. to watch this whole thing unfold. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, it is weird. We talked about it last week a little bit between the two of us, Cog, that it is mm-hmm. weird to see Sony hesitant because they've yes. been so dominant Aggressive. since yeah, the launch yeah. of the PS4 that it's mm-hmm. weird to see them hesitant. I know you had a mm-hmm. slightly different view that you thought they were more like, we don't really have to do anything. Right. They're kind of resting on their laurels mm-hmm. yeah. at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that time is closing. Yeah. I think, yeah. With the, you know, and then you, the addition of xCloud, I, don't, I still don't think that's like a huge thing yet, but it's got the potential mm-hmm. to be something... Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, when we talked, it's yeah. more. It's not necessarily North America, right? Right. right. That's but their we, yeah, we looked at like yeah, South Korea, where they they experience this mm-hmm. huge number of increases. You know, and, and mm-hmm. that's that's going to be, I think, a nice subsidiary, you know, kind of thing for them. But as right. they, like, I'm I'm kind of sticking to it. It, it. It's I don't think it's going to matter too much. You can't rest on your laurels too much because eventually right. the the tech is just going to outrun you, and mm-hmm. you know, I just don't think. Like, if they were to come out now, today, and say what I said with the PS Now and just start... I mean, it would make a huge, huge difference going into the next gen. You can't do it and wait till it comes out and be like, oh, this is what we're going to do. When people have already pre-ordered, mm-hmm. people are already, you know, they're right, already right. set on their ways, you know. And, you know, active users, they don't have to worry about active users. they got a ton of them. Tons. Mm-hmm. Tons and tons of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's... I don't know, man. I don't like getting <laughs> caught up too much in the money side of the stuff, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's, it's super annoying when you just get on a thing mm-hmm. and you see a guy just reply, Xbox sucks. <laughs> like, you know, it's dead. And, you know, it's just like, oh, that's a hot take, dipshit. But, <laughs> you know, and that's what it normally is. You know, it's, it's guys bringing out, you know, that's Twitter guys. Hashtag Twitter guys. Hashtag uh-huh. Twitter yeah, guys. We, we, we coined that a few weeks ago, Cog. Uh, what is it? I think, uh, I don't know how we even got onto that, but we've, we've named those idiots online hashtag Twitter guys. So. Uh, Twitter guys. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of that running around, man. A lot of, we call it a corporate pocket watching, you know. A lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people, you know, yeah. thinking they know the business better than the companies themselves. Yeah. It's funny, man. It, it's just really funny. I think, you know, you guys said it best, too. It's just like, you know. Again, you know, coming from the old school, you know, it's always used to be, you know, about the console sales. And I get it. But it's just, again, a lot of people are really struggling with this transition as far as how the metrics are changing and what is actually more viable to these corporations. And and that's, I think, where we're in this transitionary period between this archaic way it only has to be this metric and this way versus where the industry is actually going. And also, you, you you see a lot of it. With um, even with the you know whenever a port comes to PC, oh good good lord, you know what I'm saying? Like the the console <laughs> guys, they get emotional, man. They're like, oh, they you know, they 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 feel betrayed, and I'm just like, you know, if you're having enjoyment of this game, right? 
it should not affect you if another group is now being able to play said game and the company that you like that make that game is actually benefiting and profiting so that they can do better so it's like it's just this emotional selfish mind 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 them days are over man y'all gotta get that these companies are in the business of making money they don't care about your feelings they don't care about (laughs) how how this bothers you and you're not gonna buy any more games because you've already purchased you're in (laughs) that's it you know what i'm saying so it's just funny to me man it's it's absolutely hilarious to see what what happens on twitter i'm thoroughly entertained by that foolishness (laughs) It is true, though. It's bizarre at times. We, we were joking last week. It's like, yeah, we're, we're sure that Microsoft, with their billion-dollar tri- uh, market cap, yeah. named CEO of the year in Nadella, Phil Spencer, who's uh, one of 16 top executives at Microsoft, I'm sure they're listening to your asshole self on Twitter, right. you know, saying that you're not going to buy his game. Crazy, man. That's it, man. I don't know. Oh, people, so people's self-importance gets a... Gets a little uh, too high, yes. I think it's uh, Yeah. You, you realize that, what, one thing I've learned with Twitter and stuff like that is that you realize that sometimes the, the loudest and the hardcore are really such a minority of what's going on. Yes, and you just absolutely. Gotta, you got to not pay anybody. Mm-hmm. In fact, hell, I think we all wish some developers would realize that with some of their games sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo guys. Jesus. Nintendo guys can suck it. <laughs> easy, easy. No, I, I gotta defend the Whoa, whoa. We, t- we took a turn. Whoa. We took a turn. That was a segue. <laughs> a segue, segue. Dan with the Switchlander. <laughs> I'm just joking, Nintendo guys. I love you. Oh my god. Oh good. Uh, I, I won't. I won't mention how Miyamoto and, and Reggie wouldn't even let me uh, take a picture of them. Oh. We'll talk about oh. that. Damn. Oh gosh, Jesus! Oh, if you, man, you don't let people funny. take a picture of you, 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 you're too self-important. I don't care. Who no, you no, are. it's real. It's real. I, I saw them um, at uh, only time I met, I met Reggie one time, and it was uh, behind the scenes uh, control, and we were okay. waiting for Lake and those guys, and it was me and uh, Sam Tolbert. We were, we were uh, oh, okay. there, yeah. and um, they come in, and dude, I was just about to say, hey. He had like four or five arms, like security, yeah. step in front of me, like, "Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing?" I'm like, "Hey, I was just trying to get a picture with." with <laughs> yeah. But he actually did. You know, he was cool. He came over. He was like, "Hey, guys, whatever, whatever." But, but yeah, it, they were not allowing any of that, that to go down, man. I was like, "Damn, oh, this guy no, comes crazy. through with we, a with a, him with and, a uh, rainbow sixteen in E3 2018." We're just walking, yeah. you know, just walking down the hallway. And uh, and uh, mm-hmm. Bert and I stood there, and I was like, oh, let me, you know, just a picture from afar, not even with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, stop. Bodyguard literally reached out and put his hand over my phone. <laughs> no. What the hell's wrong with you? Wow. Yeah, that I never crazy. experienced. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Thou shalt not. So let's let's talk about E3 then. Um, All right. Because we got that, it, it sounds crazy, right? We're only we're less than four months away. Um, four months away, and as we know, that that ramps up well ahead of time. So this week we actually ran a story because the uh, E3 site went live, and it had the initial list of exhibitors. And for the first time that at least we could tell in recent history, Nintendo wasn't listed, and so yes. that started the rumor mill, right? Of uh oh, is Nintendo pulling out of E3? And that caused a whole bunch of stir. Later that day, ESA provided an official statement, which is more what I want to talk to, that Nintendo is indeed attending. But more interesting, I think, is that Xbox was listed. Um, Mm -hmm. And they are now listed as an official 
uh, exhibitor on the E3 Ooh. site. So wow. if you recall, for those who maybe haven't been or aren't aware of the structure, because mm -hmm. I ran into a bunch of people who didn't really seem to know how E3 works. But mm -hmm. Microsoft owns the Microsoft Theater right across the street from the Coliseum Correct. and the Convention Center. And so mm -hmm. while Microsoft has an E3 event, they do their press conference, they do the show and all that, it's actually not in E3 proper, in. which is the Convention Correct. Center. And they haven't been for a few mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're listed as an actual exhibitor this year is interesting mm -hmm. because that would mean Very. that, of course, they're going to do something in they're the actual the Convention X. Center. I'm calling it now. Yes. The X will be there. The Series X. The Series Woo! X will be on the show floor. On the show floor. Oh. Yes. Mm. Running Metroid Prime 4. Right <laughs> 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 next to Nintendo. All right. So you think because, Colgan, and I know, you know, we experienced this, right? The Microsoft Theater is, is fantastic. Yeah. But Absolutely. when you get a lot of people in there, their, their stage mm -hmm. capabilities, yeah. it's pretty small. It's pretty small, and then you have that. Yeah, it's hard to fit a ton of people beat. in there. So it wouldn't yeah, surprise me yeah, if absolutely. they do the same thing they did last year with having their own theater and show mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But to your mm -hmm. point, also have a section in the actual actual exhibition hall with Series yeah. X and Halo. You know, Halo Infinite's going to play well, a bigger role. Oh, this, this year is they're letting a lot more fans in, right? It's supposed to be like the new. I, I think either five or ten thousand. Right. Yeah. So they're mm -hmm. this is the perfect opportunity to get it out there, show it everybody. Yeah, I mean the people well, and Sony's not there again. So. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, let it out in the wild, man. Just if you got yeah, it, man, let it flap all over the place. <laughs> let, let it swing. Let it swing. <laughs> that's uh, that's a saying I haven't heard, but I'm using it from now on. <laughs> swing and hit your knees. Whatever you got to do, man. Just let it, man. Show them who's boss. That's what I'm trying to say. That's it. We call it, we we affectionately call it putting your meat on the table. <laughs> Exactly what it should be called. They're just gonna flop it and yell domino. Yeah, Phil Spencer's gonna look at it and just be like, "Boom!" There it is. That's what you gotta do, man. No, oh, listen, man. So, what, what do you think, Cog? I, you think we're gonna be fortunate enough to see Xbox in the actual convention hall as well as across the street? I I think so. And this is news to me. I'm glad you uh, brought this up because, like you said, in the past, you know, they were not listed there like they would have that again their separate thing which they're going to continue to do in, in the uh, microsoft yeah. theater yeah, but yeah. them being there to me is huge and i think it makes sense it makes sense because again you're doing a, a new console launch you know sony's not there and then the way it used to be set up in the past i mean for those who go to e3 like nintendo section is huge in e3 yeah like they have yeah. a dominant presence of playable units you know third party games their first party games and then the in the past the opposite side would be sony right and they'd have all their games and so on and so forth and they'd have a strong presence on the e3 floor i, I think it's the south hall i forget which hall it is but that's yeah, where the, that the two of them basically took up one of the halls well yes so it was yeah. it would be such a, a smorgasbord of games so if microsoft now takes that spot and then like dan said you have the xbox series this will be post show right people with that we've already seen what they've had to show mostly no halo infinite is going to be there xbox series x this Woo. is the perfect time to to really showcase and galvanize the people who actually showed up to get hands-on and, and take advantage of the fact that sony's not there i think this would be very smart for them to do and i'm excited you know obviously we got a, a big group going you know and oh, to yeah. have guys being able to you know, who think about people who are on the fence with Xbox after last generation, right? And and, and everything went, went down with, with that. You know, 
to get to give those guys hands on. There's something to be said about that. And that's one thing I've always been been a little critical of Sony lately. It's just I miss that, you know, I understand the ESA thing. I get that. But I just miss the fan level events, right? Mm-hmm. I we miss the, the PlayStation experience. Yeah. It, it, it's such an important thing, right? I mean, we know you're the number one. We get it. But galvanize your base. Get your base excited about what's coming. And it's not a fan boring or anything. No one can tell me that. Microsoft is so much better in that regard as far as fan service and as far yeah. as their executives being able to be have a, that reach out and touch them, communicate them, ingratiate themselves to the base. And I think with a, with a console launch, that is the perfect time to get that goodwill back, right? To get people to say, hey, Series X is coming. This is what you're going to play. This is what you're going to do hands-on right there. I think you got to do it. I think it's it's a smart move by Microsoft that um, if they're indeed on that uh, that floor with Nintendo. Yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good point. It's... Um... Because you're right, we talked about that actually a few weeks ago, um, in that Sony has just seemingly forgotten about the fans. Now, it's good, we'll get to this, right? They're going to be at PAX East, which is awesome. Um, But they haven't done much in terms of fan service for the past year and a half, two years. Um, But yeah, you're right. If if Xbox can actually take some space on the floor, because I know, I don't know if you saw this as well, Cog, but there were a lot of people who were uh, just the Gamer Pass guys who were at the... Uh, E3 proper, you know, the yeah. halls, mm-hmm. who yes. didn't even realize that Microsoft was across the street, that you could yes. just walk over Good there point. and walk in. Good point. Yep, yeah, good point. Free. They didn't even you realize that, that access nice. allows them to walk in. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, that way you can say, okay, we've got the hall, you can do all this, and by the way, we're also across the street showing off X, Y, and Z, whatever mm-hmm. else they want to show off. Um, yes. It's like a double dip. Yes. So it'll yep, cost them a lot of money, but you mm-hmm. know we've seen Xbox is ready to invest going into this gen. So, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, whip it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I certainly hope it's I'm true. That's there. for damn sure. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, I mean it, it's it's on the official listing, so it means yeah. something, right? Xbox is absolutely one hundred percent doing something at E three. Wow. So we'll that's see. cool. Um, by the way. If you are listening and plan on attending E3, it just went up yesterday, the official site, to, to uh, get your Gamer Pass. So if you want to go yes. in and, and buy that, that is now live, so you can check that out. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of fans, PAX East is actually Woo! next weekend as you're listening to this. And I know, mm-hmm. Cog, uh, that's up in your guys' realm, no pun intended. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you guys are going to be oh, yeah. going. We talked about that actually um, last year when I was chatting with you because I haven't been to a PAX and you were telling me it's just Whoa. a fantastic time. And I need to you do it. Go. I couldn't. I couldn't get out for this show. Um, I'm actually in Oklahoma <laughs> City for work that week, but um, I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys and seeing what's going on. But uh, I know you Appreciate guys it. have plans for that. PlayStation is going to be oh, yeah. there. So is yes. Xbox. So we can expect The Last yes. of Us Two. Uh, Final Fantasy yes. VII Remake, uh, Grounded, yes. the new game from Obsidian, and a bunch mm-hmm. of other games. So what are you guys, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I know you're looking forward mm-hmm. to that. What's uh, What are you guys' plans is for that show? Bro, say, literally same thing. I mean, it is, um, PAX East is definitely, like I told you before, it's, it's, it's my personal favorite. I mean, because a lot of times what happens is you'll get developers really for the first time showcasing their games. And it's it's such a more intimate experience, I feel. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Outside of um, Microsoft Fan Fest. Microsoft Fan Fest is the most intimate. Like, nothing beats them on that. But as far as, like, just the industry as a whole and as far as um, 
indie developers and um you know just even other double A triple A studio publishers and stuff like that. It's really cool to just be hands on seeing these games for the first time. And it's like it's like they're pitching it to you, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it, it's it's so cool. And as far as like Sony's like presence, it's pretty strong here. You know, okay. Last of Us Two. Um, we're gonna be line over to that. We're gonna get you know we're gonna try to get Final Fantasy Seven remake. You know, there's a lot of stuff you know we're hearing, and then we're seeing a lot. You know, we're getting the emails are starting to come in as far as making appointments. You know, doing yeah. the indie scene right now. Wow, there's some stuff that I'm like, I cannot believe this stuff looks amazing. And then we're starting to see a couple of cross generational third party titles that we know are going to come to the Series X and the PlayStation Five that look phenomenal. So I'm, I mean, appointments are booked. It's going to be a lot of work, but it, it doesn't even feel like work because we're so excited to see what's going on. We're going to try to touch base with Obsidian. In Exile is going to be there, I believe, with Wasteland 3 as well. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. We've got, yeah, dude, we've got a, a ton of stuff. I'm hearing um, Sony Santa Monica, um, Respawn, Ubisoft will have a lot to show. Um, yeah, I, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. It's going to be, you know, Lords will be out there from, I believe, the 26th all the way until that Sunday of March 1st. And we're going to try to line you guys up with as much coverage as we can and, and get some articles pumping for lordsofgaming.net as well. So I'm, I'm super pumped. This is my, one of my favorite execs. I'll be events of the year, and I get a chance to see a lot of these developers and, and see the latest uh, projects that they have to showcase. Man, that's awesome. Wish I was going. Yeah. Hey, if you see, uh, you gotta if go, you see man. Tunic or Biomutant, yes. tell them I said what's up. <laughs> okay, what okay. Doing? What you been up to? <laughs> I'd like to see Full it. Up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll follow so no doubt. Biomutant was at E3, and I think we right. talked about mm-hmm. that because I played it. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I did learn, which may explain why that game's taking so long, is that's actually a very small team making that game. Mm. It's not a AAA yes. team. It's something like 20 mm-hmm. people are making that game. And it played well when I played it, but you're right. It has just been mm-hmm. non-existent for a long yeah. time now. Mm-hmm. What happened to mm-hmm. Tunic? Tunic I played last yeah. year as well. Um, but that's being yeah. made by one guy. Well, if he wow. needs some help, <laughs> I can't do anything. I'll get the hype train going. We can do something. Jeez. Get the hype train going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had no one doubt. station at Xbox's uh, theater with Tunic on it. It's mm-hmm. being made by one guy. <laughs> was he there? Yeah. Was he? Yeah, he was there. Um, wow. The Hyperdot game that just came out, mm-hmm. that's made by one guy. Mm-hmm. I spoke to him. Um, real nice guy. Mm-hmm. That's a cool game if you haven't checked mm-hmm. that out. There's a, there's a lot mm-hmm. of like ID at Xbox, small games like that that are a focus for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, good luck, dude. Keep waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Luck, <laughs> Keep waiting. <laughs> no doubt one guy. Salute. Salute one guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I got to get out the PAX East, though. Uh, remind me, Cog, where, where exactly is it? All right. So it's in Boston, the Boston Convention Center. Okay. Um, like I said, it's it's usually uh, Thursday. It's Thursday through a Sunday. So the yep. Lords, we usually do Thursday through Saturday. But okay. um, it's it, man, it's 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 intense. It's it's fun. It, it's it's a lot of work. A lot of walking. Wear comfortable shoes because <laughs> you're gonna be walking <laughs> around a lot. Um, last year was really cool. We got a chance to see the Borderlands Three reveal. We got a nice. chance to meet uh, right. Randy Pitchford and them guys. And um, you know, it's really cool. Like from a media perspective, and even if you don't get media. You can still hands on with almost eighty percent, ninety percent of the things in there. It's pretty much a fan friendly event. One of the, the coolest stories I had was um, I was I was going from appointment to appointment, 
and it's this really nice lady. She's like sees me and she's like, "Hey, you know, you mean it? Can I can I talk to you?" And I'm like, "Look, miss, I'm kind of trying to get to my appointment. I'm trying to I wasn't trying to be rude." <laughs> and then she's like, "No, could you please see our game?" Da, da, da. And I'm like, back on my mind, I'm like, oh, "Okay, all right, I'll try." You know, so I went finished my appointment. I said, "You know what? She was so nice. Let me go back and see what this actual game was." And it was um this game. The game was called Failand, and um it was amazing. It was like a it was like a spiritual successor to Zelda 2 for the NES, which was side-scrolling. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And it looked phenomenal. It had like a complex complex battle system, inventory system. I'm like, yo, this game is amazing. <laughs> and I, and I actually interviewed the, the dev, and he's like, look, you know, we, we're very small. I think that the team is out of Miami. They're a small one, uh, two-man team, and I'm being really cool with them. And then I said, look, I'm going to keep my eyes on this game. They, they had a Kickstarter going at the time. They've reached their goal since then, and I'm hearing that they may be back. So they, they're getting close to finishing, whatever. So it would be cool. to you, you have stories like that where it's just you you see where these guys are with development, and then this the thing ends up blowing up. The same thing would happen with um, Kingdom Come Deliverance. We saw those guys from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. And we were just like, wow, this is like realistic Skyrim, yo. Like this is this could have this could be something. And then to see the success of that game and the accolades and the oh man, and we'll get a, we'll get a chance to bump into those guys too as well. See what the new project. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah I ran into Rick last year as well on the way to on the way yeah, to you know Rick. Actually, I ran into him, bro. Yeah. Rick and the crew, Toby and those guys. So it, it, it's it's those type of stories where you get to see things from the ground level. And then if it explodes, you, you really feel the joy. You see it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's one of the coolest things. But I really enjoy PAX. PAX East is by far my, one of my favorite events. Man. Well, all right. You got to so, do it. You got to do it, Ains. You got to yeah, do yeah. it. So, so next, next year, I'll be there. <laughs> next year, man. Yeah, I'll Go be there. through. Uh-huh. I'll, uh, I'm just going to tell my work that week is off limits. And uh, <laughs> I'll be there. That's what I did for E3. We were actually planning something couple weeks ago because i got to travel for different things and mm. it was like oh, all right what gosh. about june i think they said the week was it june 10th june 11th yeah. i was like no no i'm out mm-hmm. no, so no. we moved and when, when, when we getting dan we gotta get dan one of these vents man dan, Telling you, i'm trying house. trust me i'm trying you dan, tell get out yeah. the house let's go i, uh, <laughs> I like my house uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm putting pressure on you live on your own podcast dan come out the house and hang with the lords here's the thing if i get into fan fest I'll oh, you you good? Oh, My I'll man. Come. All right, no doubt, no doubt, right, no like, doubt, no no problem. You know that was like okay. I told my son. I was like, okay, we both put in this because he's got. He wants to go. He's he's twenty something years old. He wants to get out and nice. He's like, can we go to LA? I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to go out there for just the E three. No, I agree. I agree. Awesome. You you want that? No, I completely understand that. If right. You, but it's like if you get Fan Fest, definitely you gotta go. You got yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, I'll make it out there. Yeah, it's never Sounds been like good. an issue. Like you know, with the forty. It's just been an issue with like. I'm getting old and fat. <laughs> I feel you, brother. You're over here yeah. talking about comfortable shoes. I'm over here like, yeah, I gotta get my, you know, what the heck are those Walmart brand, you know, Doctor Scholl's. Doctor Scholl's. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need like, three pads you. in each shoe. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, because it's like if you're gonna do it, I understand your perspective. If you're gonna do it, you want to get the maximum out of it. And I will say this: the best part of FanFest, in my opinion, don't get me wrong. Being behind the scenes with the execs, and Ains- Ainsley knows better than me. He went last year, he doesn't. So it's like, but the, the cool thing to me is that press conference, bro. Yeah. Being in that, that, that theater, when Phil and these guys come on stage, you're seeing these things for the first time. To me, that's the greatest experience, bro. Nothing 
beats that. It's so cool. You know what I mean? And then you get, like I said, you get all the bills and whistles after that and hanging out and stuff and, and playing a lot of these games and stuff beforehand. So it's really cool. I, I agree. Yeah. In yeah. fact, 2018, I was invited to the Xbox press conference. And I went to Ooh. E3 with Bert. And that was before I met nice. all you guys, right? And Bert mm-hmm. didn't get invited. Mm-hmm. So... Oh. I went to the Xbox press conference by myself in 2018, oh. and I was in a line wow. that got in at the very tail end. So I was literally all the way at the wow. back, and I was wow. sitting among all these people who just sat there quiet. They made no noise. Yep. It's like, who, who the... I got 50 friends that would love to be here right now getting rowdy with me, right. and Get you're rowdy. sitting here like a yes. fucking lump on a log. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Um, so it was, there was one other dude who was like screaming and yelling and me and him yep. were like holding the fort down at the back of the theater. Ah! But, um, That's what's up. No, you're right though. Like last year, especially with fan, so if you're fan fest, you get priority entrance to the conference, right? So you're in the front, like 12 rows and I was sitting with, you know, I was sitting with King and Colt Woo! and Tim and all these guys Colt? and we were all nice. just, you know, we were right there. Uh, right in that's front of awesome. Keanu when he came out, and it was it was incredible. Oh, that's awesome, man! That's yeah, it was awesome. incredible. Yeah, I, I was so like cool. 20, 30 feet from people. Keanu. Mm-hmm. So, you smell good? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you're right. I I I love being at the press conferences because we went to um, where were we were at last year too? Ubisoft's as well. Mm-hmm. No, not Ubisoft. Yes, oh, was it too? Bethesda. Oh, okay. Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's a blast, man. It's it's just about being it's a in blast, the moment. Man. Yes, completely so. agree. Nothing beats the press conferences. Yeah, I love it. So let's talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, but let's talk about XCloud. This is not the best transition, Woo. but we're going to do it anyway. I like it. So XCloud this week, you know, it's been out for a while. You've used it quite a bit. Um, oh yeah. It finally started to roll out to iOS users this week. So initial ten thousand invites. It's sadly, well, not sadly, but it's only one game right now, Master Chief Collection. But it is rolling out. I'm in. Um, I have tried tried it. It's same thing as it was on Android, right? Mm-hmm. It's just nice being able to play it on, on my phone because I am an Apple guy. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Let me take that back. Mm-hmm. Not an Apple guy. I get my phone for free. It happens to be Apple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> yeah, this is, this is great. I think that I just wanted to bring this up because... You can tell they're just continuing to work on this, right? And they've got another eight months or so. They're going to continue to spread this out, continue to test it and roll it out because I know mm-hmm. they want to include this in their messaging for yeah. the launch later this year. Right. Uh, and you can mm-hmm. kind of see that formulating. So have you, Cog, you been uh, playing on xCloud at all? Non-stop. I mean, literally. <laughs> really? For, okay. For my job. Yeah, dude. My job. I mean... I, 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 downtime. I gotta be honest, you know, you know, during those downtime, you know, I work in IT, there's a lot of projects and stuff, a lot of times I do have downtime, so, sure. you know, I got that bad boy right there, I'll do either remote console in, or I'll use, um, what you call it, use the, um, the xCloud the streaming service itself, and I'm an Android guy, so I've been rocking and rolling for a while, but, you know, a lot of my friends would say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm Apple, like, when is it coming, you know, kind of thing, and, you know, from what I was heard, you know, obviously Apple's certification process is much more stringent, yeah. and it's a lot of yeah. a couple more hurdles they have to go through. But to see it out now in a while, I know it's only Master Chief Collection, but just to have people see the the main thing at this point is people need to know 
the functionality, how it feels, you know, how it works. And from all reports, you know, from what you're saying, I mean, shout out to, I'm speaking to uh, Brad Sams, from what he's saying, he put out a great yeah. video. You know, it's really, really good, man. And it's good to see because people, I think the, 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 the overall feeling with streaming has always been kind of negative in the past. Like, oh, it can't work. There's no way it can work. And people are doing this right now over 4G LTE. You know what I'm saying? Right now, over over wireless, and mind you, you know, five G isn't even here yet. Why? You know, all that other stuff's not even widespread just yet. So, just to see it effectively working the way it is right now, and these are Xbox One S server blades in the in the cloud stack. Yes. Like this is pretty impressive. You know, we're not even talking about Scorpio stuff. You know, ser servers in Iraq and stuff like that. So this is cool, man. I'm so glad that the iOS stuff has launched now. People are getting their feet wet. People are getting in, and they're just steady, you know, steady going. Bill Stillwell and the crew, man, they just pumping <laughs> this thing out, man. I'm, I'm very proud of him, man, and what, what he's done, you know, he, I, yeah. I mean, and the team, Kareem Chowdhury and those guys. Like, it's just people. I know a lot of people poo-poo it, but there's going to be. I know. I think Dan, you made a point. You know, there's going to be people who, at the end of the day, in certain markets, who are never going to buy an Xbox console. They're just not. You know what I'm saying? It's just whatever the region is or, you know, whatever it is. And to see them be aggressive with this as well as you see them setting up the SK Telecom deal in, in South Korea, mm -hmm. right? You're yep. hearing now that the Korean market, they're using xCloud more than the U.S. market. Yep. That, to me, is huge. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I understand the strategy. They're going to have to be strategic with pricing and how they include it because, obviously, you know, mobile, mobile tend not, tends not to want to pay, <laughs> you know, for a lot of stuff. But if they can get this technology out there, have people realize, you know, this stuff works. And once it works, you can get a whole – you get a base of people that would never buy a console interested into your – active users your ecosystem your subscription right. like what we talked about so that's microsoft's goal i'm you know they're they're on that trying to go for the billions thing and you know like i said if the tech works that's the key if people say wow this is you know so close almost you know exact to my console experience and i'm paying these big triple a games on the go you're going to excite a lot of people about that oh yeah 100 percent, man i mean basically what he said <laughs> you know, and, and the iOS users here in America, you know, you've, you've now you've just increased huge the number. Base. I mean, I know it's only a ten thousand person right off the bat, but I mean, mm -hmm. this this is going to be huge. Yeah. You know, and a lot yeah. of people are going to get their hands on it once they start, you know, letting people in. Um, mm -hmm. And they, they've done a really good job of putting new games on there at a, in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. You know, and oh, getting yeah. your uh, your streaming from your directly from your console. Uh, it's mm -hmm. it's such a great option to have. You know, and yeah. it, it kind of eliminates that, you know, well, I don't, have to, I don't have to go buy a Switch necessarily, you know, for, you know, mm -hmm. my mobile gaming anymore. I can just bring my phone. I got to be Dan, I got to be That's honest. I, my Switch usage has gone down considerably. <laughs> I got, I, I cannot, it, it's something to be said of just continuing my progress with my profile, right? Yeah. On the go. It's just something to be said. And then the LTE. See, that's the thing. You know, I, I speak to a lot of my Sony guys, and I, I've been a champion of remote play for the longest. I, mean, I had the Vita. I've been a champion of that thing for the longest. But the thing I was trying God, to explain long live to the Vita. that. Long live. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my console. Oh, man. I love the Vita. <laughs> and it's like what I was trying to explain to guys is that there is something to be said. Because people don't realize it's still with the remote play. It's locked in to Wi-Fi. Right. Yeah. Having yeah, yeah. cellular connectivity is 
key. Like I'm in my, the doctor's office and people are looking at me like, oh my God, you're playing, you know, Halo Gears 5? What's going on? What are you playing? <laughs> like <laughs> they're seeing me on 4G, not even 5G, 4G LTE, almost seamless. And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, this is xCloud. You see what I'm saying? So again, that, mm. that flexibility, not being tethered to a Wi-Fi spot is a huge advantage, huge. Yeah. And you, you touched on something that I forgot to touch on when we were going all mm -hmm. the way back to the cost of manufacturing, um, mm -hmm. Cog, and that is you mentioned the Xbox One uh, S and X hardware being in the server blades for xCloud currently. The, you know, that transition mm -hmm. to Series X hardware is going to occur. They've already talked about that, right? And yep. one of the things we didn't touch on when you talk about pricing and kind of that global structure and of being able to afford to take a hit and cost to manufacture. Mm -hmm. One of the other aces up Microsoft's sleeve is because they are, the partnership with AMD, of course, is to produce yes. not only Series X and Lockhart hardware, but also mm -hmm. all of the hardware for xCloud, because it's identical. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. that, that gives them, it's economies of scale, right? Mm -hmm. They're able to mm -hmm. probably manufacture at a little lower cost even if it's a higher product, because of right. the just economies of scale of, of putting that worldwide. So, yeah. mm -hmm. pretty interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. I forgot to mention that. Point. When you mentioned the server no. blades, it just kind of <laughs> went off in my head. But yeah, we, we talked Bro, a couple I, weeks ago, and I think the light bulb went off for you yeah. when we were talking yeah. about, yeah, South Asia, they're playing the hell out of xCloud, yep. and the play Bro. for those markets, they don't sit at home Ouch. on console. They're mobile gamers, right. period. Mobile gamers through and through, and then we, we forget. I'm forgetting the biggest thing just now. We just put an article up on on, on Lost Gaming on that. As far as um the Samsung and Microsoft deal. Oh yeah, we didn't even we that's forgot about huge, that too. That's a huge deal. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, like I said, I'm a Galaxy guy. I'm gonna be getting that, and um, you see, like I said, you see the setting up partnerships with the ISP, with the SK Telecom there, with T-Mobile mm -hmm. here, right? And I think is it did T-Mobile and Sprint just recently do some partnership together? That's another thing. But they anyway, just, they just um, yeah, they just got a they just got the merger approved, I think. Yeah, so, which yeah, expand, I'm on, on T-Mobile too with the Note Nine. I got the S20 uh, pre-order. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go. so I, I got my 20. Yeah, me too. Which at, at the 20, it's 5G. Right, mm -hmm. you got the, you got this five G capable, so you got that going on. You got that partnership with them, so you know basically setting up these deals. From my understanding, to incentivize people to use XCloud, that's the vibe I'm getting. You know what I'm saying? What yes. I'm hearing internally. So again, this is a, a good strategy by Microsoft again to to try to make these type of partnerships to really get xCloud more in the mind share and to permeate these markets. This is it's a really cool. I like the approach that I'm seeing from them in reference to it. Yeah, because I forget who I was talking to on Twitter about this, but what you can do, right, is just mm -hmm. like you have your contracts for your phones, right? You sign up, you, you get your new S20. I don't know mm -hmm. shit about phones, so if I say something wrong, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I get mine for a free. Ace, still got the, Ace you me. still got the flip phone? Don't lie, Ace. What type of phone you rocking? Come on. I got, the, you got? Nokia, you got the Nokia, man. With the flip? It's, it's a solid Nokia. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> um, we gotta we gotta hook your boy up, Dan. Come on. <laughs> but what they can do, right, is like when you go to get your new phone, again, you don't need a console. You can just say, mm -hmm. as part of your plan, we're gonna give you six months of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which now includes XCloud functionality, right? Boom. And here you can now play two hundred AAA games on your phone Boom. with an Xbox account. Boom. Right. 
Now that's going to be another huge. key that we you know nobody ever talks about is you know the price. You know what is is it going to be included in ultimate? Will they? I think it has to be. Or will they will they raise yeah. that price by you know five extra dollars a month for that? Yeah. You know, go to twenty bucks. You know, I have no idea. Right. I you know, but to me, right. I mean, I don't know. Like if it's an extra five bucks a month, fine. I mean, I have so mm-hmm. many subscription services. You know, I I, I decided to mm-hmm. cut the cord. And now I'm paying more money for everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You know, they know what they're doing. Uh, These guys know what they're doing. They, you know, they Netflix, do. you know, Disney yeah. Plus. And they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, cut the cord. It's mm-hmm. fine. You'll save so much money. And then you realize that you have Hulu. And, you know. Yep. Streaming. CBS. You have all yeah, stuff CBS. that you forget, you forget to unsubscribe to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I'm on 15 different streaming services now. If only there was one thing that could bring them all together. You know, like a cable. I know. Yeah. That would be crazy. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what they're going to charge for it. Um, right now, it's fantastic because it's free. Sure. Um, and yep. but I mean, the, you're right. I mean, the tech is, I think, pretty much there. You know, there's a few hiccups mm-hmm. here and there, but you know, we're not even on that high end yet. You know, no. we don't. We aren't exactly. In. You know, 5G isn't there, like you said. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just going to get better. Yeah. You know, and you're Absolutely. reaching markets that typically, like you guys said, just haven't. Mm-hmm. You know, aren't going to buy that X mm-hmm. or aren't going to buy an Xbox. You know, so. That's what they want. That's the end game for them, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Absolutely. Crazy. Crazy when you think about it. Crazy. Yeah. Woo. Exciting times, fellas. Exciting times. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move over to uh, just a, a company note I wanted to touch on um, because it's relevant to cross-platform users like us and our listeners. It's Quantic Dream. So makers of Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain, you know, those narrative-heavy kind of very unique games. Uh, they've been around now for 23 years, which I was surprised to read. I didn't realize they had been around that long. Wow. But on their 23rd anniversary, they posted a blog post. Uh, this was a couple days ago now. Basically saying that they are now in a position where they're going to be able to self-publish. So if you remember, Quantic Dream, mm. was they're not a, a huge AAA studio. And so they worked primarily with Sony on the PlayStation side for Sony to publish their titles. And that's why titles like Detroit, Heavy Rain, etc. were PS3. PS3, PS4 exclusives. Um, but if you recall, you know, they're one of the ones that just announced they're going to go to PC as well. And yes. in their blog post here, they said because they're self-publishing and with new Ooh. platforms on the horizon, they're going to Ooh. be, you know, re-examining where they place their games. So I think in a roundabout way, they're basically saying, we're going to self-publish. We're already experimenting with PC. You can expect to see our games in new places. Which cool. yeah, yeah, which is a good thing. Nothing big to really talk about, but it would be cool to see games like Detroit Become Human, etc. Yeah. Because they are unique. Um, see them on Xbox, see them on too. Switch, etc. Mm-hmm. Love that uh, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have much to say on that one. No. Everyone's like, yeah, it's good yeah. news. Oh, bring it on. Exciting. No, that's exciting. <laughs> bring it on, man. Bring it on more platforms. <laughs> yep. So I wanted to... I, I thought this was good timing, Cog, because, you know, mm-hmm. you are... As I understand it, <laughs> a very big Destiny Two player. Um, you and Abantis, you know, have the uh, the Last Word podcast. So if you are a fan of Destiny Two and looter shooters in general, and you haven't checked out the Last Word podcast, make sure to do that. But this Thank week, so much, brother, we got the gameplay preview for a title called Outriders, and this Ooh. is from the studio People Can Fly. People Can Fly. If you're not aware, they used to help with the Gears franchise. They also made Bullet Storm. And it's a collaboration mm-hmm. between them and Square Enix, of all companies, um, yeah. making a new, essentially, what equates to a looter shooter. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a three-player co-op, online, RPG, shooter, third person. Looks 
like a cross between all of them. It looks like a cross yeah. between Gears, Anthem, Destiny, yep. you know, all mixed together. Yes. And mm. so uh, it's launching this fall. It's going to be cross-generational. So, right, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and, mm-hmm. uh, and Series X. And, uh, you know, it looked pretty good. It, you can definitely see it. You know, it still needs some polish, still needs some et cetera. But, you know, looking yeah. through the, the stream they did the other day and looking through the gameplay premiere, I thought it looked pretty solid. Um, but these mm-hmm. games, as we all know, from the launch of Destiny 1, the launch of Anthem, which we'll get to, um, <laughs> other titles, you know, it, they're notoriously difficult to launch yeah. well in a good state. Yes. Um, so, with Cog on the line, who knows probably more <laughs> about these looter shooters than we do, I wanted to get your perspective uh-huh. on what you saw this week out of this game. Are you excited mm-hmm. for it? Does it look good to you? Does it look crap to you? What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you brought this topic up. <laughs> I was like, li- literally had this discussion. I was speaking to you, Bontis. We had this discussion. And uh, shout out to uh, Paul Tassie from Forbes. We had him on uh, Last Word this this week. And uh, we talked. We literally talked about Outriders because we were talking about, we always we talked Destiny the most, but we wanted to also talk about, you know, other looter shooters in the space that look cool, you know, in, in competition. So, yeah, this this caught my eye. You know, um, I definitely took a look at it. Um, shout out to my boy Duggan Duggan from IGN. Um, he got a, a, a good 17 minutes with it, and I really, really, actually preferred watching his play style because I didn't know about a lot of the ability aspects. Because at first, I just thought it was kind of like Gears of War Division cover to cover kind of a game, and okay. it's actually a little bit more than that. It actually um. There's a lot of time freezing powers and manipulation and stuff like that. And I forgot what class he was using, but he was like running around the map like a maniac, not really having to use cover. And that actually like excited me because I thought I would be kind of locked into that kind of traditional, I don't want to say plotting, but a more of a tactical play style. And yeah, it's yeah. not like that. Yeah. It's, no, it's I completely think, um, different. I think, sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt, Cog, I think he was using, they no, call no. it the trickster. Yes. Yes, there, there's the pyromancer, the trickster, and the mm-hmm. devastator they've shown so far. Yes, the trickster playstyle is what sold me, and okay. I'm so glad he, he utilized that. And um, you know, because again, at first, like I said, I got to be honest. When I first saw it, I was like, mm, I don't know, you know, it's kind of <laughs> generic looking. You know, it's kind of had the three classes like Destiny. I'm like, I don't know, let me see. But until I saw the trickster, until I saw, and then what? First of all, I love the boss battles. The boss battles seemed very cool. You know, it seems like a lot of um, mechanics and, and, and different styles you got to use. Um, it's very, the game is very visceral. That's, that's off the top that I, I did like. And, um, you know, they they definitely look like there's some potential there, man. I, I'm willing to give it a shot. It, it feels um, more like kind of like Gears, Destiny, and Borderlands had a baby, <laughs> so to speak, oh, yeah, for yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm definitely going to give it a shot, you know, and um, I definitely think it has some potential, especially the boss fights. The boss fights showed me a lot. There's a guy you're fighting. He's, like, shooting lightning from a distance. And then, you know, the guy, was, you, you're teleporting around as a, a trickster and utilizing the environment and stuff like that. So it seemed, it seemed pretty cool. And story beat-wise, it's definitely very narrative-heavy. You know, yeah. so um, I did like that aspect. 
Um, there was one part where, like, you know, you speak to an NPC, you have some choice, you know, decision-making to make, and then you do a quest for them and, and beat, like, a boss, and then, like, the next scene when you see the NPC, like, you, you bring the guy's head to the NPC, and I'm like, yeah, oh, this your problem? Take care. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing, okay? <laughs> we just we just, we just killed them out here, decapitating them and showing show stuff, but uh, it has potential. I, it definitely, it, it, I, I'll keep my eye on this one, Outriders will keep my eye on it. Yeah. yeah. You know what else had potential? Anthem. <laughs> We're going to get to that. <laughs> Slow down. We'll okay. We'll what I'm saying here is, here's what I'm saying. I, 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 I like what I see. Okay. You know, it, it looks mm-hmm. like it's going to be something I would get into. Um, I like the narrative-based mm-hmm. stuff, the loop-based stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you get, and you got to have that hook now, you know. Yes. You've got to get people yes. in early, and you got to get people, yes. you know, really involved in it. You know, that's part of the reason I'm thinking, you know, like I'm a, I'm a little worried about like bleeding edge you know kind of going the way yeah, of yeah. you know law bringers you know maybe not to that extent <laughs> it's play it. but you know it, shout out to cliffy b shout out to cliffy you know, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's something that you know, it looks interesting i'm right you know i want to see more of it you know i'm kind of the same okay, way as cog is you know it's it's you got to yeah. be a little bit anymore with these kind of games you really have to kind of watch it you know because you you see something mm-hmm. like anthem come out then a month or two later, Division Two comes out and goes, "Hey, this is how it's done, <laughs> dumbass." Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and then, <laughs> you know, and that's and that's what you get, you know, and and so I'm I'm always a little bit weary, but um, if they yeah. can knock it out of the park and hit, you know, get some good narrative mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm all, I'm all about it, man. We'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah I, I I'm the same way as you guys. I I I, I mm-hmm. love these types of games, but I'm very hesitant just because we've been burned in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now people can fly. They they do some really strong shooter mechanics. Feels good yeah. um, in their games. So we'll see what that looks like. What I would worry is that I hope mm-hmm. that if they get to June, July, and mm-hmm. the game development team feels this isn't going to be what we want it to be in the fall, mm-hmm. right? I hope they have the balls right. to delay it rather than right. try and capitalize on being a launch title. Ooh. Right. Hello. Yeah, because Hello. you see that, right? You see that at times. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. we, we want to get out of launch because people are going to be looking for a new game to play. Yeah. So they put it yes. out, but then the game's mediocre. Yeah. And that'll hurt the mm-hmm. long-term prospects of the game more than if you just delay it and release a better game, say, in the spring, in my opinion. Yeah. Valid point. Valid point. So. I agree. But, all right, so we've got... Uh, I wanted to run through some game updates. There were a lot of updates for existing games yeah. um, this week that kind of mm-hmm. came out. And speaking of, you know, we're talking about looter shooters, we might as well jump over to this one. It's Division 2. So this was, a, this was a great surprise this week because I'm a big yes. Division guy. Um, so, yeah, yeah as, much as, as much as I know you like Destiny, uh, Cog, I'm more on mm-hmm. the Division side. Uh, played the hell I've out come, of I've come along one. to your side, though. I've come along oh, you're to coming your side. Here, here, okay, love... all right. Oh, bro, right, I, I'm a champion you know of Division 2. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. coming right over, man. I'm a champion of Division Two. I want them to succeed, but continue. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic game, um, just mm-hmm. in many, many ways. And what a lot of the hardcore guys have wanted one is they kind of miss New York City because the New York City setting was just awesome. DC was very cool. There was something mm-hmm. unexplainable almost about New York City, um, and they also cool. want to continue the story with Aaron Keener. So Aaron Keener's the guy yes. who basically kicked off this whole thing going back mm-hmm. to Division 1. And so it looks mm-hmm. like Massive really kind of doing some fan service here and saying Season two's coming, we're mm-hmm. going back to New York, and it's going to be a massive mm-hmm. expansion with a new 
narrative that continues the story where you hunt down Aaron Keener and we're going to finish yes. what was started all the way back in Division One, and yes. and it's coming in three weeks. You can actually Woo. play the Coney Island part now, mm-hmm. which sets yes. up the Warlords. Oh man, I, I got to yeah, read. I, I uninstalled Division Two. Everyone, forgive me, but it's going back in today. It's going back <laughs> on, baby. Put it yeah, back it's on. Going Let's back go. Yeah. Got to get, get in there. Tonight, Let's I'll go. It's awesome. Yo, I'll get down with you guys, for real, because I, I, I re-download it myself, and I'm just like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Mm. Hey, it's fun, man. It's just, Especially when you have, like, a good squad, as all these games are, right? When you yeah. have a good squad rolling, man, it's so much fun. But this mm-hmm. looks this looks amazing, man. I yeah. can't wait to see more yeah. of this. So. Yeah, I, I like the idea, too, man. Yeah, they don't stop. Yeah, it's, it's, there's so much, like, I got in there, and I was like, oh, there's, like, three more specialist roles that I had no idea existed. You know, I played for you know hours, and I was just like, "Wait a minute, what's this? You can have flamethrower? What? Yep, okay." (laughs) You know, what's cool is those. I'm sorry, Dad. Continue. No, go ahead, Todd. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that what what excited me about the the expansion that they talked about was um obviously the warlords, and then you know each one now when you defeat one, there's a brand new specialization that's not in the game that you get from each particular one. So that really excited me. I didn't hear that. Yes, there are completely new skills, man, that you can get, and you can only get them by defeating those warlords. And what I like what they did is this four. There's four. four. Okay. I think it's four. Yeah, it's four. And what I like that they did is like you know the game is like dude, it's like three bucks everywhere. Like you know, (laughs) console, Steam. So it's like get everybody back. The free update, like you said, Dan, with the whole Coney Island precursor thing. And I believe mm-hmm. then the actual DLC is what, like, March 3rd or whatever it is. It's the first That'll week be like March, 20 yeah. or 30 bucks. Yeah. 30 so bucks. I think it's a cool way to get to get people right back into the, um, you know, the ecosystem, man. No doubt. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt. That's yeah. how it's done. Yeah, yeah seriously. That, that's yeah. how you support a game. Mm-hmm. Bioware. Yes. I don't know. I know you're watching. Uh, the, yeah. Obviously yeah. they're watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the news yeah. we heard this week. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna get to that. I'm saving that for last. For last, I'm saving that. We're gonna we're gonna give that shout out. All right, so let's talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, I don't know if you play these types of games, Carl, but we're gonna talk about battle royale. So, you know, the mm-hmm. season two for Modern Warfare is now out, and they mm-hmm. teased, and basically it got leaked all of like 24 seconds later. Battle royale mode that's coming to. Um, to Modern Warfare. Now, from the leak we've seen, we believe it's coming February 26th. That was a date that was leaked out there. And more importantly, or at least I think more importantly, the rumor that we uh, published a good two months ago, maybe, that Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be a 200-player Battle Royale. Um, And that seems to now be confirmed because there was a screenshot that leaked of a menu in the game that says join 200 players. Yeah. So... Whoa. I am uh, I'm a big battle royale guy. I play pub regularly. Ah, you a king. Um, I mm-hmm. just love the tension of it. You know, I'm a very competitive mm-hmm. guy. Love the tension mm-hmm. of it. When you get to top ten mm-hmm. in a battle royale game, dude, there's, oh. you just you there's know few your things are that going. beat that feeling. And so the thought yeah. of Modern Warfare is already a really good shooter. It really got Call of Duty mm-hmm. back to a good place. The thought mm-hmm. of adding a 200 player battle royale and the map's been leaked Woo! too by the way you can find that on our site man god i'm really really pumped for this yep nice, nice. yeah th- this is not dan's area we're gonna we're gonna we're Let's gonna go skip all dude you did yeah no i'm speaking to you only on this one yeah. oh yeah listen man i mean i'll be honest like i'm not the biggest call of duty guy i kind of fell off for like the last couple of years but sure. 
I will say this, you know, when the whole Battle Royale, you know, phenomenon started, I fell along the line. I'm more on the PUBG side. Yeah, you know, I'm not too. really the Fort guy, guy. You know what I'm saying? I, I like more of the realism aspect. And I'll never forget because I want to know, like, what is the hook? Why are people going so crazy for this game? And it's not till I played it. And I'm like, there's no feeling better than that last That's three exactly to five right. people. And, and it's that tension and any mistake that it's you felt that a level of accomplishment. So I'm not going to lie. You, you may have me uh, interested, man, because <laughs> Call of Duty from a from a, you know, from a shooting mechanic standpoint, far superior. And then let's be real. The engine is so much nicer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it, that was it, my it only issue. With PUBG's a little, little rough, a little rough around the edges. <laughs> even after all, even yes. after all the polish, it's a much better game than it used yeah. to be. But it's it's, it's still not much, up to the yeah. the feel of Call of Duty in that sense. But the yeah, nice thing here is sh- everything we've seen in terms of the leak here shows that they're doing it right, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a standalone yeah. free to play Modern Warfare. Oh, uh, I'm so in. It's, to- it's oh, you tied said to Modern free, Warfare, free and it's okay. got the character like Ghost and everything. But free to play. I'm in. And they're going to have a battle Bro. pass just like Apex, basically. But, I mean, Ooh. if Call of Duty comes in free to play with a serious battle royale, Apex is going to take oh. a hit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I figure with 200 people, if I just run around and spray and pray, I, I'll, I, I'll, probably <laughs> I'll probably get a couple kills. Hey, I know. Yeah. I'm confident you can get top 150. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> but, Damn, you know. he set the ball real low for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty high. <laughs> One sixty, and you sold me. He doesn't give himself enough credit. He talks shit on himself all the time, and then he'll oh, play with us. It. And he he's pretty good. Don't let him fool you. He, does, he holds it down. He holds I, it down. I, I hold my own in, in Division Two for sure. Yeah, I, you I, do play well in Division Two. Yeah, that's it's this that's what's Call up. of Duty, man. That sucks so bad. <laughs> Listen, man. So bad. So, Listen, so stay black, with, stay with the squad. Blackout mm-hmm. was. Good. Yeah. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't make it to like top five, didn't I? On that the the gaming one where we did the oh where we played yeah, yeah we were yeah something yeah. like that yeah it was mostly hiding. that is a skill. Strategy in battle royale games. That is a skill. Strategy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. Oh, yo, Ains, you but said no, the I'm, magic word. I'm excited. Three ninety nine, man. I, 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 can't I like wait free. Some official announcement is made. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm All right, interested. what else we got? We got State of Decay 2, a game you better to speak to because yeah. Dan has uh, played that a ton. So they came out yesterday. In nice. fact, funny story, um, mm-hmm. I was kind of given some information on this, so I published Ooh. it around 9 a.m. yesterday morning, Central Time. Okay. And the official State of Decay Xbox Twitter account reached out to me and said, hey, uh, can you take that down? Because we're not supposed to talk about this yet. <laughs> 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 so took it down for an hour. Put it back up at, uh, or, or two hours, put it back up at 11 a.m., which was 9 a.m. Pacific, nice. when they officially announced the Juggernaut Edition, which is, um, yeah, this this sounds like a huge update. Yeah. So it's a, an entirely new map, which is impressive. Uh, new weapons, a new okay. tutorial, new missions, um, and it's Ooh. also going to Steam, which is obviously going to boost up that player count. Yes. With full cross network yes. play as well. No, I don't want that. Nice. I know you don't want that, but nice. no, actually, it doesn't matter because it's really not multiplayer game necessarily. It's a co-op. Yeah. It's a co-op game. You're yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it's a co-op. But, I mean, this looks. Uh, it's cool to see Undead Labs continuing to polish this game yeah. because it's yeah. it's a really Love good it. game. It's a little rough around the edges, as we've all as we most of us know, but uh, it's a mm-hmm. great game and good to see it's going to get to more people. Yeah, I want to see yeah, what man. the graphical improvements are. That's what really kind of. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. looking forward to the most. A new map is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Tutorials, super helpful because they're garbage <laughs> in the current state. Um, but I love this game, man. I played through it like yeah. several times with de- uh, several different communities. Um, mm. I, I, I had a great time with it. So I haven't played a whole lot of the DLC stuff, but the you know mm-hmm. it's all coming to Game Pass with all the DLC. And this is all free. Yeah. All free. It's all free, all so, DLC. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. You're getting wow. all this stuff, wow. man. So yeah, I'm going to definitely jump wow. back into it, see what it's like, and you know, mm-hmm. see what they've done to improve it. You know, you, it, mm-hmm. The base game itself was always kind of average, you know, but yeah. they kept adding a little bit here and there. They kept improving it here and there. And mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. it just seems like they're, you know, they've hit that pinnacle where the next step maybe mm-hmm. is State of Decay 3 or whatever their next game yeah. is. So th- I think this yeah. might be the end of the line as far as... This is probably yes. the end. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is where yeah. this is what we're going to mm-hmm. do to here. You know, we'll make small improvements, you know, for, you know, quality of life mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. But, you know, I think this is kind of the ultimate edition or the juggernaut edition. Yeah. You know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man, I'm a huge fan of those guys, man. Shout out to Undead Labs. Got a chance to meet them. Um, yeah, this is cool. I did not. Even, I didn't even realize about this, so I'm glad you, you brought this to my attention. I definitely want to see um, this, all the new features and stuff that they got going on. Love that you said there's uh, that cross-platform uh, support with uh, with Steam. I'm excited. I've, I've always loved State of Decay. That's, like, to me, my walking dead simulator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, like, so, yeah, like, I've always... I love that stuff, building your base, and then... Uh, Huge, me and Attic would play that game for hours, and then just the <laughs> nice. cooperative aspect now, man. So huge fan of that, and good to see those guys. And I'm, I'm excited for um, Undead in the future as well, because you know they're, they're moving on to see what's going to happen. I think they're expanding, and um, they are getting another studio in New Orleans, and and I, I can't wait to see like the the evolution of where they go, and if they even do decide to do IP either too. So, so shout out to those guys, man. I'm a huge fan of those guys. Yeah, it's a good call out. I completely forgot about their new studio in uh, New Orleans. Dear Lord. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, all those Xbox game studios are expanding. It's going to be really cool. I know they had plans. You know, the rumor was they had plans for a, a State of Decay like world, like a, a yes. kind of a, a game that like an MMO, much bro- almost like a like much an MMO. Broader yeah, yeah. World. Mm-hmm. So, which would really then be a Walking Dead simulator, almost yeah. like a new Daisy. Oh kind of yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That could be, that'd oh, be yeah. cool. So we'll see. Be cool. Come on, on that lads, mm-hmm. just flop it out and see what you want. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, the, the that's with the towel of power, baby. That, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, I had to save the one because I, I think woo. you and I can take personal credit for this one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. We're, we're going to. Let's go. So, yeah, let's go. I mean, I, I did DM Casey, so. <laughs> so you need to come out and say okay. something, dude. So two weeks ago. I see that flex. Yeah, two <laughs> weeks ago we came out, and uh, again, uh, I warned people who may listen with children, and I just mm-hmm. said, you know, where the fuck is Anthem? Yeah. Where is it? <laughs> Facts. What the hell is going on? They've been silent for months. Nothing's been happening. The Christmas tree lights are still up. Ugh. What the hell is going on? <laughs> so sure enough, here a week later, Casey Hudson, after, you know, we talked on the phone. I yeah, had to set him obviously. straight. Yeah. Um, so he flew out. Yeah. <laughs> he flew. Like, listen, we need to talk to you. Look. Yeah. Like, look. <laughs> we were like, look, you got something here, and you're letting it flounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will not accept this. Mm-hmm. Nope. And right. so he put out a blog post, got the team together, and finally mm-hmm. they've confirmed mm-hmm. that they are doing a long-term complete redux of Anthem, essentially what they've been... You know, talking about a 2.0 
overhaul. Yes. What all of us wanted to hear. And they even specifically called out leaving things like the core gameplay tactics and loop alone, Mm -hmm. but focusing on Mm -hmm. end game, mission structure, and looting, which is exactly what the game needs. So, anyone listening, you can thank us. We did it for you. You Woo! We did it. Season gaming. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. We we, we, we only bitched about Anthem about every bitcast yeah. for eight months, but you know Love we it. got there eventually. There is a uh, Patreon that we're going to open up for to cover <laughs> our uh, flight costs <laughs> to uh, Vancouver or wherever we flew. I don't even know where they're at. They're in Edmonton, yeah. but that's, that's all right. I'll go to Vancouver. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll go out to Edmonton. Um, but uh, no, no, seriously though, this is this is good news. Anthem, we've talked about it at length here, but it's great to have Cog on again to get his perspective. So, mm-hmm. Cog, we have bitched about Anthem a lot. Dan and I put quite a few hours into it. Fantastic <laughs> gameplay, great ideas, poorly yes. executed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a shame because there's there is a core there that's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So. You being a fan of this genre, did you put time into Anthem? What'd you think of it? Oh yeah, where yeah? Oh yeah, oh, dude. Um, I'll be the first. Like, I'll be honest. As a Destiny fan, I remember booting up Anthem, and I was like, "Yo, what is this? This is this is something." Like, just I remember just taking off from that ledge of Fort Tarsus, mm-hmm. yeah, and flying, and I'm like, "This is." different <laughs> it's just it, it, it's just something to be said man and I, I i messed around with that i messed around with the storm class you know and i'm just like the potential is here the core is here you know we all know the story we didn't, we're not going to get into ad nauseum you know what happened but i i just root for that game because there's no game that you has that matches that experience right so now it just comes down to getting the gameplay loop right Getting the end game correct so that you keep people engaged and getting that stuff going, and um, I'm so happy because I'm such a I'm a Bioware fanboy, you oh, know, yeah. and um, I grew up with those I grew up with those guys, and I know the team itself is different. It's not exactly the same team, but Casey's there, and you know we know the stories about you know the development stuff like that. So to see them not give up on it really makes me feel good because there is potential here, and I think what they have to do, and just in my opinion is again, restructure. I, I had this discussion on Last Word with, with Tassie and these guys. I just fe- I feel like they need to do what Division do, which is make the core gameplay changes and in in, in balancing, right? Give that as a free update, right? Get kind of, Trying to get the goodwill back of the people, right? You need to get the goodwill, because obviously the, the name is a little bit stained right now. You know what I'm I don't <laughs> think they could do these changes and say, hey, for $60, because people are going to be like, oh, yeah. no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people might be upset. So, in my opinion, I think you do all the background gameplay changes, all the stuff that you, with your core gameplay loop, to show everybody how much has changed. You give that to them in a free kind of a uh, cha- change of life um, update, right? Then, maybe like a month or two, you say, okay, kind of like what Division is doing with uh, Warlords of New York, here's a $20 expansion, here's this end game content, whatever, whatever, and by that point, you've got people already in the base, and you kind of galvanize and get people excited for this new thing that's to come that's going to showcase even further the potential. But I, yeah, I don't want this game to die. I love Anthem. I, I love the, the, the idea of Anthem, and I, I would love to see them end strong with the generation. And then with next generation, because this is another thing, like, I've also felt Anthem was very ambitious graphically on console. 
Like I yeah. played it on PC and it's another experience. Like Anthem on PC is oh my god, like, this this is this is the greatest thing ever, right? <laughs> so now with the next gen consoles and the CPUs and the Xbox Series X, like you really gotta get to see the potential, and that's what I'm super excited. So uh, shout out to Season Gaming. Putting the word out, <laughs> bugging everybody to not give up on these games, getting Casey on the bat phone, doing whatever you have to do. <laughs> because, bruh, we need yeah. Anthem to be good. I'm a looter shooter fan. When Anthem's good, that makes Destiny's better. You see what I'm saying? Like when these when these guys are competing, no one can be lax. So this is good stuff, man. Salute you guys. I, I love to hear this stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. Sometimes you just gotta show a little tough love, you know. That's it, man. You kind of, you know, you smack them on the back yeah. and stop being a dum dum. <laughs> and then usually you're fine. You're good to go. No doubt, go. no doubt. That's all you need. Yeah. Season gaming does not endorse. Ace put out the disclaimer quick. Oh my god. We here at season. <laughs> You see me on the teleprompter. Listen. You know, <laughs> yeah, we talked about dads earlier. This sternum right here, this little sternum punch, where he takes the two fingers and goes, Ooh, what did oh, I tell you? Oh, yeah. We know what that is. Uh-huh. Keep it home. Oh. <laughs> I guarantee you, all you got to do is, you only have to do like multiple pokes. You only got to do, listen. Yeah. What did I tell you? I was going to say, don't, okay. don't, don't fully it. punch Casey no, in the sternum because yeah. he's not a big guy. No, you want to punch him, but I'm not saying you know, punch people. He said that I'm good, strong be, sternum. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of power in these two fingers. Just be direct. Be direct. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, be dad is out yeah. of control. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, so man. why don't we talk about what we... Uh, what we currently playing? So you know, there's mm-hmm. it's kind of been we've been talking for a few weeks, Cog, about you know there's been this slight lull right at the beginning of the year before mm-hmm. March kicks off and we start to get into the the big releases like Doom and Ori and all the other ones coming down the line. Um, mm-hmm. What have you been up to? What's been uh, what's been mm-hmm. spinning around on your console? Yeah, man. I mean, actually, been hitting my backlog so trying to get um now i got gears done but now i'm working on outer worlds i'm trying to get that completely done i got my little um Pavardi uh oh, quest yeah. done as far as her loyalty stuff that's my home girl yeah, and she's um awesome, actually mm-hmm. i like i like vicar max he makes me laugh for some reason yeah, he does. vicar <laughs> max the little, the little shiesty priest <laughs> yeah those, are, those so, were my two favorite characters yeah, in that game too yeah. Those two just listening to the banter back and forth and how <laughs> biometrically opposed they are to things, the way they would handle things. So I've been rocking with that. Obviously, nice. Destiny, getting ready because I'm a big um, Trials of Osiris guy. So this season is really prepping for Trials to come, which is competitive 3v3 elimination, which is my favorite mode. I'm a huge oh, okay. So finally, my favorite mode will return to Destiny 2 next season. So I'm happy for that. Division nice. 2, bo- booting that back up. I'm definitely, because my console, my. Xbox guys are fighting me where to play it, but now that I found out that you are also there, and the fact that I have like a level, almost a close to a level 30 character on Xbox, so I think I'm leading Xbox with Division 2. People, you know, shout out to all my, my PC guys, because I tell people all the time, don't get me wrong, 60 frames is great, but in, um, in Division 2, the 4K, the HDR, and oh, the fact that it's more of a tactical shooter, beautiful. it's beautiful. So I feel like on Xbox, on the Xbox One X, it, I don't really feel the 30 frames per second hit because you're behind cover most of the time anyway. It's not like it's this fast pace yeah. all the time type of a game. So I mm-hmm. actually love 
playing Division Two on the X, and I think that's where I'm leaning. So me and you guys got to link up, man. I got we definitely got to rock out. There this you new go. That, that makes a fourth then, mm-hmm. because we got another buddy that uh, he's an Endgame yeah. player too. Let's do it. That I play nice. with. Yeah, I mean, you can get the four of us. That'll be a hell of a squad. Oh, nice, nice. I got my little sniper turret um, skill, and then the one, I think the one that you, you freeze them in front, those are my two two skills I like to rock oh, out. Oh, the so, cryo yeah, one's I'm great. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. So, mm-hmm. Well, cool, man. So How are you liking Outer Worlds? I love it. I love it. To me, it's the 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 it's the Fallout-style game that I wanted. <laughs> like, it, it's... I just love those those games where I grew up with the narrative, yes. like when, when you you invest a lot in the narrative skill, and it it has a lot of impact on the game, yes. and they're just story driven. And anything where major choices affect gameplay and tough decisions, I like that. I like the combat, which you slow down. You can um you know attack critical areas of the person and stuff like that with different status effects. I love that. And companions, man, ordering your companions to do stuff and. I, I, it's a blast, man. I'm t- again, we were talking about Game Pass earlier. The fact that's in Game Pass, I, I literally feel like I got that for free. And it's <laughs> such an amazing experience. So sh- shout out to Obsidian. They're my personal favorite Xbox Game Studio acquisition. Mm. I, I, I love those guys. I love the history of those guys. I can't wait to see, you know, Outer Worlds 2 in the future and all the new other games that they've got coming out, you know, for um, on the Xbox Game Studio side. Yeah, and Outer Worlds, which is crazy to think. That was my game of 2019. I adored Outer Worlds. Um, Me too. Because it felt like the Bioware game we hadn't had in a long time. Yes! You know what I mean? Yes. Um, But Mm -hmm. that was their small game. Their AAA game has still been in production. They haven't shown it yet. That's insane. So, How crazy is that? Yeah. Yeah, they are a great studio, though. So... What um? Well, you, I know you've been all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. What have you been? I up went to? from having nothing to play to let's see, Metro DLC. Okay. Division. Mm. New stuff came out. Uh, obviously, I gotta Ooh. still stick with Red Dead Online every once in a while just to <laughs> do stuff. At this point, it's a habit. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, yeah. yeah I've actually gotten to. I'm <laughs> so bad of a habit that I'm now playing on the PS4 and the Xbox. Yeah, we don't talk. I just kind of go back and yeah. forth. Right. You need one of those two fingered. <laughs> Sternum I do. smacks for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I see you over here installing Torchlight 2 on the Switch. I'm like, oh, I just got it on Xbox. I'm going to buy it on there, too. You know, who's <laughs> um, so a 5 good. released um, with mm-hmm. a remaster edition. So that was my last one to play. I am, uh, I just started that one. So, uh, And that's the last one before the brand new one, right? Before 6. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's, 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 it's super. Yeah. I mean, it, the whole series... I mean, I feel like this is supposed to be the biggest one. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you play as five different people, which I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of. Like, four was like that, too. You have to play as four different people. I kind of would like to, to yeah. focus more on the, the one guy, Kiru. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing how they intertwine all the stories. And it's it's like that, mm-hmm. it's like that pulp Japanese, you know, kung fu, but, you know, yes. Yakuza, you know, old, you know, mafia kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's so cool, man. It's so cool, and like they're like you, you look at him like, man, I wish I was that guy, you know. And, <laughs> yes. and it's, you know, for several different reasons, but you know, he's just a good dude, and, and you, it's cool to see his story finally kind of come to an end. I mean, I've seen the end of what it is, but you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just that culmination, know, the culmination, you know, finally getting able to the culmination. Five. So, um, mm-hmm. short of that, it's just been 
a little bit of disco, Elysium, but it's just I've just been all over the place, all over the place. You know what else? I've heard Far Cry Three again. What? The classic edition <laughs> that I got with the DLC mm-hmm. from Far Cry Five. I never downloaded it. Wow. And I started that nice. again. I was like, man, this game's still good. It's still good. Mm-hmm. Still the best Far Cry. <laughs> it will never be the nice. worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I, uh, I I got my new PC. Um, Woo. <laughs> I love joking with uh, Enrique and, and the guys. Oh, Brap is Go, out of control. Yeah, PC Master Race. Oh, my race. God. Um, <laughs> no joke. So I started Disco Elysium last week, and I, I talked about it, and uh, I'm really enjoying it because we were just talking about, like, good writing and narrative-heavy games where choices yes. matter, and that game yes. is definitely one of those. The writing is hilarious, mm-hmm. um, and it's mm-hmm. really bizarre, but it's like an old point-and-click adventure game with good writing so it takes me way back to my pc days early pc days of like king's quest and whatnot um oh talk about it yes yeah man king's quest one Mm -hmm. of my actually one of the first pc that might be the first pc game i ever played on the tandy 1000 we're going back now tandy oh he's taking it back (laughs) let's go oh we oh we oh i remember back back when radio shack (laughs) mattered Radio Shack, what you know about that Tandy and that Radio Shack? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start oh, going to Cop USA next. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, I'm sitting there playing the other day, and you're playing, and my monitor just loses signal. It's like you know, there's no <gasps> signal. The game's still running, oh, PC's no. still on, sound's still going, no mm-hmm. signal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, what the hell happened? So you can't save because yeah. I can't see what's actually on the screen. See. So I lost oh. progress. Reboot my PC, oh. start again. I'm like, all right, let me let me do this again. Do it all again. Happens again. I'm like, oh, oh. My god, you're you're killing me, PC. Um, yeah. Long story short, I had to spend about an hour um, uninstalling all the graphics drivers, booting in safe mode, oh. reinstalling all the AMD official drivers, and you know, typical PC mm-hmm. stuff. But I yeah. think I've got it in a good place now. It hasn't crashed since. So, play, play. Why, why don't you just buy a PS4 and a PC then? <laughs> you that's what do that Twitter talk right yeah. there because yeah. PC gaming well is enjoyable and is awesome is also not as convenient yeah it's it's, a it's an investment both in money and time yes. huge that's what yes. it is so I mean yes. I, I, have, I love PC gaming you know I love you know it, it's mm-hmm. fine you know but this game isn't like you know trying to run Call of Duty at max settings no this well. is Disco Elysium you know so if you're having issues right. with you know drivers and stuff like that it's just it's just how it is, man. You're it's frustrating. Gonna, it's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. You know, or I can sit down, press a button, and then I'm playing Red Dead. Yeah. In 20 seconds. Well, I mean, my PC yeah. was all of five days old, so even worse. <laughs> but even that's that's actually disconcerting. That is that new and that you have a discount kind of a bunch of problems. But I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. Dan nailed it, man. I mean, I think that's sometimes you know people forget. Yes, you, you're getting the highest fidelity. You're getting in the best settings. Yeah. But, you know, th- these are the things, the trials and tribulations that come along with PC gaming. And, and and that's why I always feel console will have a place because people just like that one-stop shop sometimes. Just press a button and go. And everything oh, yeah. is, you know, is kind of ready Listen, to go. Listen, spe- especially, like, I sit, you know, at my desk on my PC all day working. Right. You know, when I get home, yeah. hand me the controller, mm-hmm. let me push a button and start playing. I don't let feel me like push a button, let's going go. through drivers. Yeah. Exactly, man. So, I mean, I got mad at the, the store way. because there was two old ladies standing in the aisle in front of me, and they wouldn't move, 
right? So <laughs> you're you're gonna put a you know a, however much PC in front of me and then say, okay, here's what the problem is. You'll figure it out. Go look at. No, I ain't got time for this. I'm getting older. <laughs> I have no patience for this kind of garbage. I can't even I deal with when somebody bro. walks slow in front of me. You want me to figure bro, out how to install drivers? No, 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 no. no. Oh yeah, I had to look up videos and articles. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. No Damn. thanks. Um, but shout out to all the PC gamers, you know. More power to you. After he said all that slander, yeah. Yeah. shout out to all the PC guys. Shout out to <laughs> PC gaming. Shout out to PC gamers. Yeah, out to PC. Guys. <laughs> I love you guys both, but I don't have the patience to deal with it. I feel so. it. If it makes you feel any better, I uh, I use controller on PC, and I still wreck it in, uh, in uh, PvP. So they, people get surprised. Go. I'm like, they like, you're playing in PvP with controller? I'm like, yeah, I'm using my Xbox Elite controller. I'm, I'm out here. That's right. That's how, no, that's how I do <laughs> it, too. KD's still no good. Doubt. No doubt. The mm-hmm. only games I use, I hate PC and keyboard, or PC and keyboard, mouse and keyboard. I'm Me just, too. I'm not good with it. I use it for World of Tanks, which is, I talked about last week, I've still been playing. Um, and Disco is a point-and-click game, so it's easy. Yeah, but yeah. so yeah. you hand me you hand me a shooter, I need that controller. It's just how I am. I need that controller, brother. Um, I did want to mention real quick too, though. Uh, last night I was actually playing Bleeding Edge. Yeah, how's that? Oh yeah, how's it? So it, it's good, uh, surprisingly mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh. I went through all the tutorial, and I play a lot. Mm-hmm. Of, no, I don't play a lot. I play other games like that. So you know, shout out to Power Stone. Mm-hmm. Got to do it while we're talking mm-hmm. about Bleeding Edge. Um, mm-hmm. But I play a lot of Smite, which is a MOBA. Oh, um, and yes, so Bleeding yes, Edge, yes. from what the developer said, was originally going down the path of a MOBA. It actually had towers in it at one point. Um, but they brought mm-hmm. it back, and now it's four on four, um, you know, mostly melee, but uh, combat, mm-hmm. competitive combat, where it has right. two modes. One is where you're capturing zones and counting time, right? Um, an ABC mode. And then it has a new mode that mm-hmm. I hadn't played before, which is where you're. Um, capturing power cells, and you have to deliver the power cells to these different points. But anyway, okay. played uh, with a buddy of mine last night and uh, a few matches, mm-hmm. and uh, had a really good time. No hiccups at all. Super smooth. Nice. Um, nice. Combat is deep. There's a lot more to it than you think. It's not butting, button mashing mm. at all. You'll get your ass kicked if you just run in there okay. and try and do that. So it's going to be mm. a competitive game. I just hope, like we mentioned before, it's really flying mm. under the radar right now. And I'm hoping yes. that it has a good launch, uh, especially with the Game Pass support, to where right. uh, it builds a community. Because there's definitely something there that's worth playing and, and sticking with. Is it better than Crackdown 3 mm-hmm. multiplayer? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was my last one for the day. <laughs> 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 the... Get him, dude. So what do you think? Have you, have you tried Blade Edge at all? Um, just at the at E three, <laughs> I haven't got a chance to really play it. I'm not re- that style of game. Generally, is not my my bag. I'll be honest. Okay. You know, um, I know addict. He's he's gonna pull me in because he's gonna like you know try it with me. And in <laughs> fairness, I do need to play it. You know, so I'll probably jump on him with him tonight because I know they're rocking and rolling right now. I think yeah. he he's rocking right now stuff like that but yeah I'll, I'll give it a shot we actually um interviewed uh R- R- ronnie ronnie tucker and she said exactly what you said as far as like inspirations you know power stone things like that and that nature and stuff like that so um look i'm willing to give it a shot listen same game pass so hey i ain't got no go. excuse there you go <laughs> you know that's the great so, thing about it right that's right yeah right. like hey we download it see what's going on <laughs> but yeah I'll, I'll give it a shot just so i can say that i played it and then give my real fair assessment of it exactly yeah, that's why I wanted to dive in last night, and I actually made sure to do it last night so I could kind of mention it today. And I played it at E3 yeah. as well. And shout out to Ninja Theory, right? That they're, they're uh, such oh, a yeah. good group of people. 
It's a small yeah, team. I love legendary on this one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we yeah. were um, in line to play a match at E3, the art director, mm-hmm. the guy who drew the characters, mm-hmm. who, and the characters are yes. amazing. Yeah, they look really cool. Um, yes. He was standing in line, basically, you know, talking to people. And so we talked to him for a while mm-hmm. and a super nice mm-hmm. guy. And he was, we were giving nice. him compliments on the character designs. And he was just so appreciative and excited to be there. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're good nice. people, man. Real good people. Yes. Right? Yes. Very good people. Love that team. Yeah. Love that. I'm very yeah. excited for them. And obviously, we've seen Hellblade too. So, I'm, you know, I'm super pumped about man. that. And that, what is it, Project Mara? They got a lot of stuff going on, man. They, they are do. rocking. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. and they are a top talent yeah. studio, man. What they make is yes, they make some good stuff. Yeah, so big time, big time. All right, man. Well, it has been a lot of fun. I'm gonna go yeah. ahead and, and close this one down. I'll mention a couple things real quick. Um, if you haven't checked it out, we put up last night. This was real interesting. The mm-hmm. voice actor Benjamin Byron Davis, who did Dutch mm-hmm. in Red Dead Redemption Two, obviously one of the two key characters with Arthur, right? His mom. Mm-hmm. Happens to be a New York Times best-selling writer and has her own wow. series of books and a blog and all that. She's 75 years old, and she wow. kind of experienced what her son was going through in being Dutch. Five years of video game development, right? A, a, a strict NDA. He couldn't talk about even the game existing, all this stuff. But she wanted mm-hmm. to kind of understand what was the big deal about this game. And so she set out, mm-hmm. bought a PlayStation, bought Red Dead, Never played a game before. Didn't even know how to use the controller. Ooh, fantastic. And forced herself to do it. Ended up playing through the whole game and coming to the realization that video games are something truly, truly special and that what the experience was for her was something like um, eye-opening. Uh, and so Ooh. she wrote an essay about the whole experience okay. from beginning to end, about her son, about picking up the PlayStation, about playing the game and the story and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, she published that. And so we shared it on our site. Wow. It's really, really nice. cool to read. Probably take yeah. you five minutes to read it. Um, nice. But it's awesome. Check it so check that out if you haven't. It's it's something you don't see a lot in the industry. Yeah. I, when you sent me that nice. link, I had read it already. It, it, it was, yeah, you just don't see that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, like the guy walking, mm. you know, the delivery driver walking to the door and he, you know, talking about a game. Right at that key moment, too. Yeah, right, like right at the, the best moment. Yeah, she was getting all mad, and then, you know, it turns out he has no idea what mm. he's talking about. <laughs> right. You know, it, it's just, it, it was really cool to see that kind of perspective from, you know, a non-gamer, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, but somebody that's in, invested in it, obviously, with her son. So, yeah, it was really cool. And someone from the perspective who's an author, right? Yeah. Like, she, she crafts mm, experiences right. or knows experiences for people, but seeing... Not, yeah, and, and not to, to downplay it, but... I mean, she picked the right game. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, you, know, you know, she had picked up, you know, yes. like, you know, Oxenfree or something. You always have to bring up Oxenfree. Let it go, man. No. Let yeah. it go. We're going to let it go. You always go. Smile the sequel. I'm going to do something about it. But, you know, you know what I mean. So, if, yeah. if Oxenfree was a person, he'd get that chest punch from you. I know. He would get more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd give him the chest punch. And I am advocating sure. 100%. All right. Anyway. But, yeah, anyway, it, was see, a really, it was a good essay. Yes. Good essay. Check it out. Yeah. I just, um, I just pulled it up on Season Gaming right now. I got to check oh this man, out. Oh, man, it's a good read. Definitely, definitely oh, check it sure. out. Uh, Dan mm-hmm. recorded a video for us on the back button. The Is, is it actually called the yeah. back button? It's called yeah. the back button. So it's called the uh, PlayStation 4 controller back button. That's a terrible name. It is very bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> 
but the attachment for the DualShock 4 that gives you the two paddles on the back. So we recorded a quick video yes. of that just, you know, to see what it's about and make sure very, very short functionality. So that'll be going up later in the week this week. And then most nice. importantly, I wanted to hear from you, Cog. What uh, Obviously, we talked about PAX East um, in the coming week. Yes. But what else? Uh, where can we find you? What are you up to? Yeah. What uh, do you want our audience yeah, to know? No, much appreciated. First of all, great for having you guys. This was awesome, man. Just rocking with the season gaming crew. Absolute pleasure. I mean, I love what you guys do. I love the professionalism you guys exude. And definitely just good guys in the community. And I'm glad that we got a chance to work together. This is amazing. Lots of laughs. For me, on Twitter, you're at Lord Cognito. And uh, Iron Law Podcast is the YouTube. You can find there. You can find The Last Word with me and Ibantis as far as um, the looter shooters. Obviously, um, King with King of the Statues. He's got yeah. that amazing piece that he got from Burton, yeah. I believe, right? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, so he man. told me he bought yeah. Master Chief off of Burton. And I sent it because I have it right. It's literally behind the camera, and I sent him a picture. Nice. Like you're gonna love it, man. It's a great, great Woo! statue, and he was so Dude. excited. He was so excited. He sent me the messages. He was like, "You're not gonna believe this." He's like, "Wait till you see King of the Statues this week." And I'm like, "Okay." And I saw it. I'm like, "Dude, that's amazing." So salute to him. You know, he tries to put that out every Friday, and then obviously, ILP Iron Lords Podcast every Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Huge, huge guest uh, tomorrow. And I know for you guys, record Monday, but so catch the the replay. We're actually gonna have Jason Schreier. Jason Schreier is gonna be wow. in the realm. Wow. So we're gonna yeah, we're gonna talk uh, investigative reporting and. You know, his uh, latest book, I believe, was Blood, Sweat, and Pixels and stuff like that. Yeah. And just d dive deep a little bit, you know, and what's going on in the industry and, and his stuff. So please check it when you get a chance. The replay will be up on Iron Law Podcast YouTube. And again, salute to Season Gaming, man. Love what you guys do. Can't wait to link up with your aims at E3. You know what I'm saying? How crazy. we do. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a good time. And just check out all these games and what's going on in the industry. So super pumped. If I, if I don't go to E3 this year, I'll go with you to PAX mm -hmm. season. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, yeah pull up. There it pull is. Up. You hold him to that call. There it is. Hold him I'm to I'm holding it. I'm yeah. hope pull up, man. I'm telling you, this is the We're staying with him, right? All the Lord, yeah. all the Lord's <laughs> gonna be there. <laughs> all the Lord's gonna be there. Pull up, man. Let's mm. go. We'll be there. Done. Done no and doubt. done. That's all we're here. All right, man. That's it's been an absolute here. pleasure, Clog. I'm sorry it took so long to do this. We uh, we've kind of been a little weird in the format, and yeah. Bert left, and things <laughs> have kind of changed, so we had to sort it out. But we're I'll in a good you. place now. Uh, great nice. to have you on. We've yeah, got man. some other guests lined Thank up. You, um, really, you know, it's just been a good time. And it's always great to talk to people that have similar histories, that yeah. really go back, nice. you know, to when gaming nice. was a niche. You you know, you start with ColecoVision and immediately took the memories Woo! back. Yep. And uh, the old Sega Sega days. Um, oh, yeah. Somebody that appreciates the hobby. I yeah, mean, that's, yeah, That's absolutely. really the biggest thing, you know, and that's great, man. We really like having you on. It's awesome. Much appreciated. Yeah. So man. we this will is, do it again. Fantastic. We'll obviously have oh, to you reach out to some of the other lords as well. Um, oh, I'm gonna, yeah. I told I told oh, King yeah. I got to link up with him on a um, a uh, we got to do like a duo statue. Duo KOS, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I got to get I got to get Dan. I got to get you in the row, man. I got to get you on ILP too, bro. Yeah, whenever, man. I'm always down. Always. All right, no doubt, no doubt. That's what's up. Great. All right, guys. So thanks, as always, for tuning in, guys. Super appreciate it. That was BitCast93, and we will see you next week.